Welcome to Do The Right Film. My name is Sean. My name is Steve. And I'm Thomas. Alright guys, coming up on this episode we have a review of American Made, a new uh, Doug Lehman movie starring Tom Cruise. Gonna be talking some stuff that we watched during the week and also we got another topic. I guess we're doing uh, poor casting choices. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like I know, you just sure. like you like looked at me like just like yeah man it's, it's right I'm like, yeah yeah I, did a, it. I think it's a good pick no it is because I like talking about like really because Hollywood just does a terrible job sometimes casting. sometimes they hit it you know right on the nail yeah. sometimes you're like you know what we're just gonna put this guy here sometimes Hollywood just does a lot of dumb shit because there's a whole bunch of people in a room sitting around. Exactly. Jerking each other off. Yeah, I feel you know like it would be a good choice if we put this person in the fucking I, role. I, I feel like the times that uh, they nail it on the head is oftentimes when when they uh, they kind of wrote it for that actor. If it seems like sometimes, right? Yeah. Well, when uh, yeah, we'll t- we'll get into it. But anyways, yeah. uh, how was everybody this week? How about you, Steve? Uh, I've been good. I've been better. I've yeah, been a busy week. Uh, I hope you uh, film an audition. How was that experience? That was pretty interesting. Uh, we, me, and you did a really creative. It was very. It was strange, right? It wasn't strange. I felt like it was like a very like how would you call it? like a very therapeutic. Like yeah, we went back and forth for like a couple hours. Like you were trying to get the best performance out of me. Oh my god! And uh, sounds awkward. No man, it was. That great. was pretty cool actually. Like yeah. every time I do it, he was yelling at me like, "Do it again!" That was, <laughs> again. That was also your first time over the apartment review. Yeah, yeah, I give it a solid four out of five. That's four your first time. Ten. Yeah, I like the walls. I like how it was painted. I like, yeah, I like his apartment too. Yeah, it's, it's pretty very, spacious. Uh, it's chill. My girlfriend just literally texted me. Uh, I'll pull up the photo for you guys. It's on er- fire. Every time, every time, I swear to God, I leave her alone for a couple of hours or so. She does something to the apartment that I have no idea what was going through her mind but this one turned out to be uh pretty good actually another project for her? she's like she texts me she's like hey i did a thing i was like what is it and then she sent me this photo she built a chair it's a rocking chair it looks pretty cool though i feel like that's gonna clash with a lot of your furniture so i'm I not feel like, i feel like it might Wait, it might she built that um let me see what she said i'll read it there's oh. no way yeah i don't think she such did. little time I, I wrote i wrote where question mark how question mark when question mark and she wrote, I'll, I was walking, and then I was like, oh, furniture store. And I saw that was $30. And so I put it on the back of my skateboard and rolled it back. Typical Emily. Uh, so I'm going to give her, I'm going to give your apartment 0.5. It went up a score because of the rocking chair. It wasn't even the rocking chair. No, I like the effort that she put into like bringing the rocking chair there. But I'm going to take away 0.5 because I think that's going to clash with a lot of things in your apartment. We'll so see. right now it's at a I steady can't four. Say. I can't say. I'm I'm a big fan of rocking chairs. It's going to scratch your hardwood floors though. We'll see. When you I know was, what? Yeah. When, when I was a baby, um, I was rocked throughout my whole baby life career. <laughs> you <So>, what? <laughs> that's what my mom told how about, me. How about this? You donate that to me because I have a balcony. I don't know. The problem, not to get too personal, but it looks... <laughs> Doesn't look too sturdy. I already know where this is going. <laughs> yeah, when you sent a picture, I was like, "Yeah, it must be nice to be able to sit into that." <laughs> Guys, I just realized something. Was that Harvey isn't here? Oh yeah. We didn't, we didn't, <laughs> oh we didn't, we is is it bad of us to not mention it? We like skimmed over. Fair, like we even noticed. It's just the like, it's the apartment talk. Usually, I try to like. Last time Steve wasn't here, I was like, "Are you going to mention Steve?" But yeah. That yeah, is we, true. We forgot to mention you too as well. I listened to that episode. Yeah, it was okay. Um, yeah, Harvey's. Uh, I think he's flying back from Florida still. He wasn't able to make it. Yeah. Uh, so it's just us three today. Oh, back to you, Steve. Um, so you said you get you did your friend gave you the role. Yeah, I got the role. 
And um, do you think you're confident playing the role? Well, we just did a table reading today. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. So he, he rented out the space of Breather Room. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we all got together. He got, you know, we all, all the cast got around and we were just reading still, lines. He still needs a DP, right? Uh, no, he already has one. What camera? What gear? What's uh, the specs, bruh? Uh, Better not be a Sony. Uh, Is it a Sony? You're going to lose your shit. I mean, I don't know what camera he's going to film with right now, but I did see a Canon. A Canon what? 60. Oh, no, no, we're not doing that. Uh, uh, tell, tell him. Tell him <laughs> I can't tell him anything. <laughs> tell him you know someone better. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen this guy's this work. This isn't 2010. We're not using DSLRs, all right? I mean, you don't know DSLRs and new stuff, right? No, it's all mirrorless now, man. All right. I'll let him know. But that's cool. You're going to be in I'm a short film. I'm not going to let him know. <laughs> Come on. Just throw it out there. I'll do something for free. I'm dying to film. I'll suck your dick for it. You haven't uh, <laughs> You haven't been in a film since uh, Florida, right? Should be funny. Yeah, man. I actually I mean, recently my role- watched uh, your one of your reprise roles. No, not reprise. Uh, debut roles, um, Lost Cause. I think it was Lost Dog. Lost Dog is like my first role. Yeah, yeah I don't. Cause those are like short films. But those are Lost like Cause is like a, a opus, f- feature length well, yeah. masterpiece. They gave them budget. Yeah, we had like money to spend on the movie. That's cool. Um, but yeah, let money. me know if uh, I like the process. It inspired me slightly. Yeah, it was fun. It was. Uh, it's nice just to kind of. Well, the thing is, I have no. I have such a small role, mm-hmm. and there's people who have bigger roles and better lines, and they have like actual people who know how to act. Yeah. Uh, so it's just fun being a part of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, let's. I'm hoping to see where this goes. Maybe I can do more work. Yeah, maybe, cool. maybe see if he needs a DP. You know. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> cool. <laughs> like, yeah. What about you, Shomo? I can't even get you to get me a paid job. Now you won't even get me a fucking unpaid job. <laughs> free one I'm offering. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I got you. I can get you a paid job. It's hard get out here, man. Trust yeah. Me. But uh, can you briefly mention your new uh, adventure, or is that uh, behind-the-scenes stuff you don't want to... What's that? Your uh, courier stuff. Oh, yeah, no. Um, well, my week. Uh, last time I was sick, that day was like the day I got sick when we recorded last week. Thank you for well, that. It wasn't... Yeah, you got it, too. There's no way you got as bad as me, though. No, no, I was fine. After so, that. Sunday night, I went home and started late, like, right before I went to bed. It hit me. Fucking plague. The sickest I've ever been in New York. And uh, I felt like shit, called out. Um, recently signed up uh, to be a, a bike courier in New York City. And how do you feel? Um, it's it's okay. I, I just want to ride my bike more. I'm still trying to figure out what areas and times are the most lucrative, but it's pretty cool. It's pretty fun. You know, I, it's weird because, like, I don't want another, I don't want a second job because I don't want two bosses. <laughs> yeah, not like but, me. I have two bosses right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't like the idea of that. Whereas, like, this is just kind of like a, you know, if you can do freelance, I think that's the best option for you. Yeah, yeah. But I, I was sick and wasn't able to do it. Today I went on a close to 16 miles of biking. Um, pretty sore. Pretty, uh, that's cool. Biking. Pretty, pretty burnt out. But, you know, it feels good. Maybe, uh, Maybe one day I'll be able to fit into that rocking chair. Nice. <laughs> we'll give it a shot. Jesus. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll uh I'll bring it over and I'll rock in it while I uh record. That'll be nice. Um, I didn't do too much this week. I actually didn't do uh too much of my side hustle. Um, been lazy, but I did get a lot of movies in. A lot of uh, 2017 releases. Yeah, I heard. I, I will uh <clears throat> talk briefly about some of these. But um yeah, that's pretty much it. Do you guys want to talk about uh Shomo's uh movies? I know he got some stuff to talk about. Just wait, did he lose? He lost the game last week. Wait, wait, wait. Oh yeah, you had to watch three movies. Well, I did gave I? him two. 
And um, I don't know. Remember, we gave him the option, yeah, to watch three. You know, what's so funny. Last week, he, you know, he was given two movies, right? Ooh. And he didn't talk man. He didn't talk shit at all. He was like, "Oh man, look at the dedication." I think it's because he got burnt last time. Yeah, yeah. And I think at this point, he was, also, he was like, "I don't know. Maybe I'll watch both." Yeah. <laughs> but I've, I've I've decided that it's no longer really a game. It's just Tom watching movies. Yeah. Because he, no one else loses <laughs> except Tom and Harvey. True. Yeah. Um. I watched some movies. I watched the two movies I was assigned. Uh, luckily, I got sick because uh, I was able to call out of work and knock them all out within 24 hours. And when I say all of them, I actually watched a third. Ah, so Ooh. what are these movies? <clears throat> so yeah, I watched Before Sunrise, Before Sunset. It's Sunset. Oh, no, Sunrise, Sunset, Midnight. And then Before Midnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, all within like 24 hours. Yeah. Nice. Um, I think Sean called it pretty well, and he said you don't have to watch the third one, but you're probably going to. Knew it. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just it, it's it's funny. You wanted to see where these white people ended up. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's it's just they're just white people, and there's really nothing to these movies. I actually wasn't sure about these movies, and um, what I had known about them was very little, and I kind of like for some reason in my head, I always thought it kind of went this weird route where they never really I don't know I don't want to spoil anything so maybe I won't no but give a little your your I don't know a little information about like first one second, yeah yeah third. so break it down movie by movie yeah movie by movie, movie character by, by character movie well, those characters are very slim in all three of them uh basically it's uh you know you're looking at uh, Richard Linklater written and directed, I believe on the last or maybe even the second one. He got some help from Ethan Hawke yeah. on writing and stuff. Julie Delphi and then somebody yeah, it else. looks like they all kind of like bared this child together. Um, first one, it's uh, you know starring uh, Julie Delphi and uh, is it Delphi or Delphi? I think it's Delphi. There's no H. I always thought there was an H. There's this maybe P Y. Let's say Delphi for now. We could be wrong because Delphi Delphi sounds like derpy. You know. It's like, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the first one, basically, you know, it starts on a train and uh, Ethan Hawke kind of, you know, approaches a girl who sits near him, you know, like sparks up a conversation and kind of what you always dream of doing when you see a, a attractive woman, you know, your whole life. You're like, man, can you imagine just going up to her and like talking to her and like maybe we can walk around all day hey sweet stuff and uh, that's exactly what happens for him were you slightly taken back at the, the his appearance in the first one just because he was so young and he had such a, a boy face fa- yeah, it was like a baby face Ethan yeah. Hawke was- I, I had seen like images from the movie so it didn't really yeah, surprise okay. me but he, he definitely had that 90s look yeah where like it's funny because he looks lame as hell now but like at the time you could tell he was like probably a pretty Pretty cool dude. It's hard to say, though. It doesn't translate into 2017. Uh, basically, he's uh, he's got a flight to catch in the morning out of Vienna. She's going back to France. <clears throat> he convinces her to get off the, uh, the train um, after hours of conversation, and uh, she spends a day with him until his flight in, uh, in Vienna. And they walk around, and that's the movie. They All literally... Right. Have conversations, and I know you both have seen it, so I'm not really telling you guys about it. But people listening who don't know these movies and aren't familiar with them, uh, let's see. In theory, it sounds very boring, but if you're anything like me, kind of a hopeless romantic, yeah, we all know that about you. 
Yeah, it it really really works here. I mean, there's like stuff that I don't know. There's like this one scene that we all know that me. you're a fan of, like boy traveling across seas meets a woman. Yeah, it's like a story. Yeah, yeah, it's a very big uh, hobby of mine to <laughs> follow stories like that. Um, so basically, it all kind of works out. And uh, there's some things in my life that kind of stuck, you know, with me through this movie. Like this movie reminded me of things that happened in my life. Um, it's uh, it's very very gripping if you care. If you don't care, I feel like there are people out there who just don't care. Yeah, and they're gonna hate this. I, I mean, I the, agree. It's but I'll tell boring. you what, though, like Tappy was like, I'm not watching these movies. Like, she's, I don't mean to be <laughs> sexist, but usually when I recommend this movie, it's usually to like you know like a woman or somebody who's just easily captivated by these type of stories. I'm not gonna re- recommend it to a mouth breeder. Yeah, yeah, so. of course, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, real quick. <laughs> I was like looking up the term mouth breeder because we use it so much. And I'm just thinking like, it's like, what if someone's like never heard of this term and they listen to our show and then and they they're, go on they're online a mouth breather. and they turn to Google mouth breather and they're like, and I was like, Jesus, you guys are assholes. I mean, people, it's a slang. People use it to describe yeah, that's, people. We're not assholes for talking about that. I mean, look at this country. It's fucking one of the most <laughs> ignorant countries in the world. Anyways, back to before sunrise. Yeah. So. I think there's a lot of greatness here, and I think Linklater is kind of a genius for doing this experiment. I don't see this as like a film like franchise. This is more of an experiment. Like he did it with Boyhood too, and it's a. Where do you think it works? It works better at Boyhood, or does it work better here? Um, here, but I mean, they both work to me though. Uh, it to me, it sounds like a gimmick, right? You know, like film. Why take 10 years to film a movie when you can film it all with, like, older actors or something or just use aging makeup or something? But, like, everything is so perfectly timed when you do it in real time, you know, obviously. And uh, I think he he kind of views the world like I do. And he, like, wonders, like, what's this person going to look like when they're, you know, in 10 years? What's What are things going to be like in 10 years? Like, I think he values time the same way as me. So I really, really stuck with these movies. Um, Ethan Hawke, his character, you, you see him, he's so young and naive and there are times when he says things that sound, help me out here, Sean. He, he's very young and he's very like, nar- no, not, not nar- nihilist, nihilistic, but like, There's I, I agree things- with you and then I agree with him. And then at times I'm like, you're making a mistake. You see yourself. I'm like, holy shit. He's making the same mistakes I made when I was yeah. young. Because the thing is, uh, if you watch all three of them, he says things in the first one, uh, Sunrise, that he that he believes the opposite in Sunset, and it's just a transition of people changing, like believing in like certain or losing the sense of like magic and things that they once believed when they were young. Yeah, and um, and even things like things you, this movie realistically shows what you probably shouldn't say on a first date. There are things he says that you're just like. You don't need to go into all that. You know, you just met this girl. You don't need to show your true colors. But, like, he's he's kind of, like, slipping up and, like, being a little... Uh, he's he's kind of... He's not even, like, a, a real sweetheart, you know? He's not, like, a romantic guy. I mean, what he did was romantic. But, like, he's talked about himself a lot in the first one. And he's like... I, I, I feel like I've done that when I was younger. I used to talk about yeah. myself a little bit too much. And he rationalizes too often. <clears throat> yeah, he rationalizes a lot. And I definitely do that a lot so yeah seriously related to this shit very very good very uh adventurous of of a experience to watch this first one ends um 
won't say how, right? Yes. But uh, yeah. it ends on a note where you kind of need to see the second one of course, right yeah. away. Uh, and guess what? Watched it the same day. Took like a break, ate some food, you know, hung out around the apartment. And I was like, you know what? It's time to pop on part two. Dude, it seemed like you were that sick. <clears throat> oh, oh, I, I was I, dying I didn't ask on you, the uh, couch. <laughs> where did you see these movies? Amazon. They were free, right? Yeah, two of them are on Prime and oh, the other cool. one I had to rent. Just wait. Which one you had to rent? Midnight. The last one. Oh, fuck. Just pay the $3. No, I refuse. Eh, the way I look at it is sometimes it's like too much work. I to... bought four movies this week on Amazon. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I try to limit it to once a week, but... um, They were like $2. Yeah. So, I, I had to know what happens next, so I put on uh, Before Sunset. Uh, obviously, it's it's actually technically nine years into the future mm-hmm. in real time, so it came out in like 04... First one was 95. Um, so we're looking at Ethan Hawke. He is... See, it's weird to talk about this one because like, I don't want to allude to the ending of this, the f- first one. Just... I mean, it's hard. Just... I feel like with this saga, it's just... It's a journey of two like two people throughout yeah. the lifetime. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just... They, I mean, they connect just once gist, again. Yeah, they, they reconnect Or we see them in a part. moment time. Yeah, where very their lives are completely different. Yeah, you don't have to like get into real deep details. Just like skim but over. The, like. How did you think? Uh, how how did you feel about the way it was shot? Almost kind of like a Birdman in a way, where 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 the movie of, was like ninety minutes, yeah, and their feels, conversations ninety minutes. Yeah, well, I mean, how it kind of like just long takes. Yeah, that's another thing. You have to like commend the fuck out of both those actors for this. I don't know how much is improvised. I'm assuming a lot, but like the fact that they're doing like like they're walking across Paris down like like equivalent of like New York City blocks. They probably walk like 10 blocks or more and the camera never like fucking moves, you know? These movies were actually heavily rehearsed. Really? Yeah, there's a, I watch a lot of behind the scenes stuff where they're rehearsing in streets, they're rehearsing in hotel rooms. Even their like their foot uh, pacing and everything. Yeah, it's it's genius. I yeah. actually um I don't even know how you rehearse that. Like how do you Just fucking memorizing dialogue or key points of a dialogue where yeah. you can inject your own phrases? Yeah, but like fuck, if you mess up, the pressure, the pressure that That's must. Why be. these guys are talented? Yeah, Ethan Hawke and uh, Julie Julie Delphi, they uh knocked it out. Um, another weird thing I'm like finding that I'm like I'm so invested in like their relationship and like their conversations but like weirdly I don't find Julie Delphi attractive. She's a she's an idea really for most people. What? She's she represents an idea. Don't you think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but it's just like that wasn't a distraction at all. I think if she was too attractive I would have been distracted. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, the the second one it's kind of on the same pace as the first one i think as far as like direction like it it feels like equally optimistic um you find out some things about their lives and it's just uh it's very realistic and kind of you know makes you wonder like fuck Mm -hmm. to watch all three of these movies really fucked up my perception of my life and time and i I really don't there's a the movie leads up to a question that um ethan hawk eventually asks and then they both kind of explain the the answers, their own version of the answer. Yeah, towards the beginning, right? Where they recall the first one? No, no, I'm talking about the that very famous scene of them in the boat. It's even the cover of the photo. Oh. And he's like, he's questioning her and he's saying like, why, blah, you know, blah, blah, blah. 
And then she answers it, and then he answers it, and really, it turns out there's really no answer. It was just whatever happened led up to where they are now. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's why Sunset's my favorite one, because of that one whole boat ride scene. I would would agree with you, because there was like... Can I... Like, where he kind of says, fuck it, and he's like, you know what, I need to know, like... Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, is it is it a spoiler to like mention that they uh lived in the same city without knowing it? No, but that that's uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. That wrecked me. Yeah, didn't it? Yeah, wrecked me. Um, and then she's like, yeah, thirty. I swear, I could have swore I saw you on Thirteenth and Broadway. I was always thinking about you. He's like, like, what? He's she's like, yeah, I lived by and like he's just like silent. It's perfect his timing, his acting. Yeah, he's like uh, it, but it's very realistic. It's not like romantic, like where you uncover all these things. It's very much like real life, where it's like uh, expectations versus reality. So um, yeah, I feel like I'm with you, Sean. This one's pro. I like them both pretty much the same. Maybe this one a little <laughs> bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the first one a lot because of what it does to like break down. Ethan Hawke's character is just so, like, relatable, yet, like, you see his flaws. They're so blatant, you know? And I liked it because, uh, well, the second one mainly is because I think I could relate more in the sense of uh, time and where I'm at in my life. Don't you think that Sunset's where you're closer to in life at this point? Um, yeah, I think so. so I, I don't I mean, know. I feel obviously, like I'm it's right. not midnight and it's not sunset. Or sunrise. I'm not far from sunrise. Sunrise is when he was 19 years old. Are you sure? Yeah, they talk about age. No, he was 20. No, it's just that's wrong. It was 24. It's wrong. It's all I wrong. Don't they were like 24. To yeah, 22. they were. They were. But you're not 24. I uh, know. You're closer but like, to 30. <laughs> but closer like, to 20 than he was like, like. He was like 22 when he made that movie. They're like 33 though, and sun. I see. It's like. Not age. I don't see it as that. I think it's just uh, pivotal moments. Yeah, it's not. It's not in their age. Life. Yeah, that's probably what I mean. But that's why. I, <clears throat> so that's why it resonates a little bit more with me because I think, I think of like um, the past. I think Linklater unlocked his his inner genius of the exposition to mm-hmm. to be able to fucking have me travel ten years in the future through dialogue exposition. That's that's kind of genius. I, d- I didn't really wonder about, like, missing gaps, like what happened between the first one and the second one. I think they should make a movie between each movie. So we fun. get a fucking prequel. And I mean, <laughs> realistically, yeah, I would love it. I would love to know it, everything. But it wouldn't but. be a before series. It would no. just be, like, a movie. It would be, yeah. <laughs> they can would, briefly mention an exposition about the, the each other. Yeah. But because uh, in the movie, they uh, I'm not going to say it. I, I actually would watch that, but, like, you know. It's like me. I'm like on board with the train spotting. Okay, two so in the, sequel. the ending is one of these uh, endings of this movie where it transcends you into the next one. Yep, and it does it differently than Sun Sunrise. Yeah, a little bit differently than Sunrise because how do you <laughs> feel about the end? The end gets me every time because you don't, especially so what the first the last one, line the first of the movie one is. doesn't end on a cliffhanger. It ends on like telling you like what's in store for the future possibly mm-hmm. the the second one ha- ends on like a, a definite like cliffhanger um so what was your question <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, just the ending did you think it would did you think what his choice was was leading up to whatever yeah you think so yeah i had a feeling too 
Um, definitely. Especially and what she says and then what he responds. This is this is a ruthless movie. There's people who haven't seen this are not like what is it? What are they talking about? Yeah, uh, that's they're, they're that's intrigued hard. though. So that's good. Yeah, I think yeah. if this is intriguing to you at all, like just think of the idea of uh, three movies shot ten years apart, same story. Yeah, it's it just is, it's actually just as intriguing as it sounds. Definitely yeah. check so, it out. So sunset just as a, as effective as sunrise, right for you? Yeah, okay. sun. All right, then I'll just quickly move on to uh, before midnight, which is the like 2015, 2014? 2015. Yeah, twenty fifteen. No, no, no. Uh, before that, thirteen. Thirteen, yeah, yeah. it's twenty thirteen because yeah. nine years. Um, yeah, it's uh very very different, and but it's different in the sense that it's appropriate in life. It it these movies go through a very like natural cycle, and I think uh, it really works. And I and I feel like I can't talk about anything mm-hmm. in this one without like ruining the first two. So. Watch yeah. these, but fucking in this one, movies in in Midnight, it's a very like you said, it's a different story, and it takes place in a much different time in their and lives. The, and, and the, the philosophy is, and like the themes, like are basically. It's funny, <laughs> it's very funny because they they uh, they allude to the possibility of this stuff happening mm-hmm. in the first two, and and it, a lot of it is like it comes true. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the third one it's inter- interesting to me because um the movie raises a, they raise a lot of question in this film, in Midnight that makes you realize that these guys were never perfect. They even though th- their story of how they met and where they end up seems perfect, but them at this point they're kind of broken. Yeah. No, uh, it was sad. I think the third one's the saddest one in the series. The third one? Yeah. Yeah, the even third one. That, is... Right down to the score. I love that score. Yeah, the third one hits like a fucking garbage truck steve hasn't seen the third one yet so don't ruin anything yeah, yeah. Don't steve, ruin that just steve yet. actually watch it tonight dude like you gotta i got know. i got some other movies on my Cause, list because it's no dude it's like it's i'm uh, making a vow if steve lose the game i'm giving him before midnight nah man i got steve, other, I got other so, movies to watch man. If, if you think it's anything <laughs> like the first two it's not though like you have to you have to watch you gotta, i'm not gonna finish it you I'll have never, to you're right you, that's you like saying like that's like watching like um lord of the rings one Two towers, and like you know what? I don't need to watch fucking need, Return of the King. I don't need to watch. <laughs> Actually, though, you know what? Though he might be onto something. Yeah, am I? Yeah, because the first two are so perfect, o- open ended. I missed, yeah, I think that this one's open ended too. Ah, midnight. I guess, but like, there's a di- huge discussion that I've uh, come across where people are uncertain what the o- the outcome was. In the yeah, very but but at that point, I don't think it matters. It matters because um, because it wouldn't really lead up to another film. Yeah, and not only that, it's just like I feel like actually the, I think it might. I think I it feel could. Like the, the natural state of of human beings is that what whatever would come next really doesn't matter compared to the first two. But that could just be me and my like desensitivity to the world. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't know. I I loved all three of these. Like I I can't even review them as individual films. I I think they all just need to be one film in in theory. Like mm-hmm. so, if I give one score a higher, like one movie a higher score, I don't think. Um, give them one. What? Just give all three movies one flat score. Okay. Uh, actually, no. Give me uh three different scores. I want Why? I want one flat. I can't because I they're, they're equal, all the same. They're completely equal. Yeah. Hmm. And it's like p- they're all like three acts to one film. 
Right. Okay. Let me hear this shit. It's not like one was like like directed by someone else and it sucked. Like they're literally like you can't complain, you know, because that's how the story happened. uh, You can debate or you can like judge on the the structure or because they're all differently. I think they're all for the most part structured a little bit differently, and the subjects in the movies are different. Yeah, but I think you can't have the same subject in the second one as you as the third one because Mm -hmm. you know that's not how life goes. Right. The the things that were going on in my life ten years ago are not problems today. Okay. So but, right, what, give us a score then. Yeah, I'm I'm going four and a half for all of them. Nice. I mean, they just they really they're That's just so, they're so simple and like. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean yeah. So it's okay. four and a half. Yeah. Why are you like trying to get me to give it a five? Yeah. Because uh, I don't know if you read my text messages from the beginning of the week, but I decided to go with a new system. What's your si- be I read something briefly. What's your new system? It's Rating uh, system? It's, uh, we're doing lettering now. A, nah, B, like C, D, F. To me, to me, that's just But one it basically breaks down to are, it are one you, through yeah, five. That, that's one to five. But, <laughs> and, and then the, the pluses are like the points, I think. Like no, I'm minus. taking out pluses. Actually, you have to be flat score. Oh, wait, I think if you add pluses and minuses, it becomes an even bigger scale because you have... A minus, A regular, and A plus. Yeah. Ooh. So that's like, so it'd be five, no, it'd be 4.333, Like, okay, I feel like, well, you can say that, like, for example, you can say, what are we talking about? it's just a solid five, or it's a light five, or it's a heavy five. It's the same thing. Um, I'm sticking with the letterbox just to, like, be able to keep track of my films on there. I mean, okay. either way, they're all the same. I mean, if, if, if you gave me, like, if I had to do percentages, it would be 90, you know, like... Just right. a ninety. Yeah, I mean, like it. I mean, it's not unless like, you come up with a completely different structure of scoring. Like you give something like, uh, like you when I say horse shit or like you know phrases. All right, all right. I don't know. So what do you? So you give this a four point five. This is Shomo stamp of approval. Yeah, I mean, it's, this is it's a movie. Just, it's fantastic watches. You know, you gotta you gotta watch the story. You gotta see these films. Is this one of those movies that you put on for people and you stare at them while they watch it? Like you're excited um, to have people no, watch it? No, I don't want to be around for the journey. I'd rather have them just like experience it, and <laughs> like, then, a like, mother, like a mother, like a mother bird, <laughs> like let them go and then see if they come back. Yeah, because it's not like a film chock full of like you know like a sequence of events and like it's three films, you know. <laughs> I guess if you put them all together, it would be like that. But yeah, like a fucking—it's like Boyhood, but spread out mm-hmm. in real time. Okay, uh, cool. You got anything shit. else, or is that it for you? No, I mean I feel like I spent enough time on those anyway. So yeah, three movies—it's more usually more than what you watch in a week. Yeah. yeah. All right. Plus the main review. All right. So Steve, got anything? Oh uh, yeah, I got some movies. I'm, I need you guys' opinion. Any rewatches? No. Wow, you're a changed man. The fuck! All I right, never let, watched. Let's hear it. I'm intrigued now. No rewatch. Let's go. Right now, oh fuck! This website's down. Uh, I'm on Letterbox and it went down. Uh, Always goes down. Have you been uh, using Shomo's thing, Taste.io? Yeah, or? I do it when I'm bored. Oh yeah. Yeah. Came up with anything interesting that you might check out? No, I just do it because I like playing the game where I oh. choose like. No, man, good, you gotta meh. No, you, every week <laughs> you should take a recommendation off of it. All right, I'm gonna look at my diary. Uh, so which movie you guys want me to talk about? I can pick one. Give I us the names. I can pick. All right. Let's Wait, just review. Just go one. with La La Land, all right? All right. We have La La Land. Dying to know. <laughs> we have Playing It Cool. We have Steel Magnolia. Oh, I've seen Playing It Cool with, um, what's his name? Pretty White Boy. <laughs> pretty White. Pretty White. Pretty I just realized that. Michelle Monaghan. Uh, with uh, uh, Chris, Chris Evans. Chris Evans, yeah. Yeah. I just realized that movie's like a, a, a fucking 
home for rejected, not even rejected, but just Marvel superheroes. You yeah, notice yeah, that? I know. Everyone in that movie has been like a superhero at one point. Mm-hmm. It felt like I've seen that movie done before with Freddie Prince Jr. The movie's really bad. Yeah, it's bad. It's fucking horrible. You know what's the worst part, real quick? is like they thought they were super clever with the script. They're like, it's like, what if we write a movie about a, a writer writing a movie yeah. about a romantic comedy? And that's the it's movie. pretty bad. And it's really fucking bad and full of tropes. Okay, the dialogue skip is over that one. Horrible. La La Land. Oh, well, no, what else did you get? Uh, American Made. That's what I mean. That's <laughs> <what I'm laughs> and then uh, Steel Magnolias. I, I really don't want to talk about that. No, La La Land. Yeah, let's hear La La Land because the last episode you're like, I don't see the you're alert. You're like, I'll, I'll finish it. And then like you texted during the week, dude. I cried. <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, all right, so I'm going to start off with this. From another, no I, I, was listen, I was listening to a, a reviewer. And he actually encapsulate, like, encapsulates my thoughts about my, the first half of this movie, and that's why the way I felt. He's like, Hollywood loves movies where they're sucking their own dick. And I think that's like a perfect example about this movie. It's just like something about it is just didn't grip me. And it's just like this over... I just did not like the musical numbers in the beginning. But I reached a halfway point, and of we course, get a total, yeah. tonal shift that really pulled me in. Because guess what? We started getting character development. We started getting these different elements. I feel like we weren't getting that in the beginning. Right. The, with this movie, yeah. And that's the thing. But you can't excuse a movie for that. It's like it's like a TV show. It's like, oh, oh, no. You have to wait until watch 20 episodes. And once you pass that uh, certain episode, it gets really good. Like, I think, it's hard to excuse that I think that I disagree, sometime. though, in this case. Because this is like... Um, I'm going to say this. This it's is like not. A re- this is like a real like life relationship where it's like all like you know dancing and songs in the beginning, but like when 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 life starts throwing decisions at you, you know you have to. Oh, that's what that's what obviously I got. I think this once, movie once, feels like that. It feels like a real life like cycle. Well, that's the thing. Like that's what I'm saying. Like at first, I was really just like not about it. I was like, I don't. I, it's not like I didn't hate it. I thought it was well made. I thought it was beautifully shot. I like the use of colors, especially the use of colors. I love that. Uh, performances, I wasn't a big fan of uh, in terms of like like dancing numbers and musical no- like other than like Ryan Gosling playing uh, that one track. Uh, City of Stars. Yeah, that was that was nice. That was a good number, and. Uh, no, but I kind of wish that the first half of the movie was more or less what we got near the end. I don't know. It was just like this nice combination. Uh, we got a little <laughs> bit more character development. Um, I, it wasn't me, or I just didn't like Ryan Gosling at all in this movie. Uh, I thought he was kind of a dick. Really? Yeah, I got a little dick vibe. I, I think he's a portrayal of a real person, so yeah. that's why I like his character. Yeah. Well, I mean... Just because he's a terrible person doesn't mean I have to like him. Uh, that's what I'm saying. That's why I like yeah. it because it's he's not perfect. Yeah, was, I'm not expecting him to be perfect. I just didn't think he had any like traits that I can be like, I'm like they oh, can man. relate to. Yeah, um, I, I mean just, he he is a musician, so enough said. <laughs> <laughs> They're all dicks. <laughs> Calling them all out. Uh, I get what you're saying, but yeah, I liked his. Uh, I don't know. I, I like that they they gave this movie human characteristics because otherwise it would have been a fucking Hollywood musical. Yeah, I don't know. I felt like it just felt... It just didn't resonate with me and I think that's what it was. I think if I would have got more what I got near the end than than I got in the beginning, that's when I said like the end really got me. I thought I really liked it in the end. Uh, 
this movie won me over though and uh oh no uh, but but again i just just didn't resonate i wish it wish it gripped me more mm-hmm. and i was expecting it to well i don't know man gripped a lot of people uh i think whiplash is a better film uh <laughs> i think it's a better movie than this one though for mm-hmm. me uh i think i was way more interested with the characters uh yeah man uh, it's weird it's weird because i really wanted to love this movie and uh just kind of I think I left the theater really like thinking about like my upcoming move to New York City and like like what it means to try to make it in uh, being an artist. I know, but I feel like a lot of movies cover that. Yeah, and like I feel they like don't cover it like that though. I they feel, don't. No, I feel like movies. I feel like other movies have done it better. Like captured that the anxiety and that and that feeling of loneliness and that like what? and that like indecision and like how the way you break apart. But I think, like I said. It's overall, I think, at the end of the film, I understood why they did the decisions they made. I understand why the first half of the movie was what it's like. It's like you said, it's this fanciful relationship. It is, you know, like a musical. And then slowly things start changing, and the movie kind of has this tonal shift, which I like. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. It's just. I still give it a I still give it a positive score because there's more that I liked than I disliked. I just okay. like I said, just didn't. It's not a five to me. What is it then? And ah, it's not a four point five. It's close to a four point five for me. I I gotta rewatch it though. I give it a light four. I think I gave it a four when I saw it. A light four. But uh, for me, I really like. For, I personally think the story's unique. Um, in the way they tell the story, I've never seen it done like that before. How I, so? I do like because. The based on the characters, I've never seen it. Essentially, it's a love story. Yeah, and I've never seen two characters like this connect and then like uh have a moment moment of lost love, the way that they portrayed in this movie. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, especially going towards the climax of the movie. Yeah, and I I do like the colors. I like that the movie to me. It's a huge homage to uh singing in the rain. Yeah. It's a the, a lot of the set designs are inspired by that movie, and now that, no, that, that's one of my favorite uh, films. You know, um, you know what film it reminded me of a lot was Like Crazy. Yeah. The the relationship aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I like that. Oh no, I thought Like Crazy was more. I don't know. It was definitely well, like, more. Well, like Crazy, there's, it doesn't deal with as much though. Like Crazy centered on one thing, whereas this is kind of has more layers. Like Crazy is definitely more emotionally gripping i think but yeah i think so yeah for me at least yeah, i would i would say like crazy is definitely more emotionally engaging uh i liked all of the original scores uh i like that he learned how to play those uh pieces he's well, a goss yeah that's cool I, like i don't know i don't, I don't want to attribute that to like the movie like if he learned how to play that's cool and i was like an uh, actor learning how to do stunts like mm-hmm. like he learned no, it's it because different, that's his, man. it's like his fucking job but <laughs> like that's true though. <laughs> no, it's not his job, or else they have stunt doubles. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's just like he's ta- he do- he does the extra mile because you know he's putting the actual. Work. Again, and he's, I re- al- he's already that. a musician, so I don't. Really, yeah, not impressed. That's what I'm saying. Impressed because I'm. It's I not like he's a non musician turned musician. Yeah, Homeboy but yeah, I just don't. I just that's the thing though. The like, thing is though, you gave the movie a really high score because I think overall. So the you're shelf, saying you didn't like the hype? Yeah, that's what you're I saying, felt like I like 
it's not even just the hype. I just didn't resonate with me. Well, this in a movie sense, like, is in the core, like is like I can say a movie's good. It's well made. There's certain things that I liked about it. But if it doesn't resonate with me, that's a different story altogether. Hmm. So I'm not gonna take points away and say this movie's fucking shit yeah, because it, it didn't resonate. Because that's bullshit. With me. It's bullshit. You can't you can't give a movie a bad score because it just didn't speak to you. If it's a well made movie, and there's elements that you liked more than not, you should. I think the score should definitely be affected. Hey, you know by what? That. Uh, yeah, it yeah, sounds I like this, go- I a ghost movie story. A four. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a perfect example. The ghost story is different. There's decisions in that movie that are not on par with La La Land. It's, well, not, it's not the same. But you know what I'm saying, though. Like, I, it's yeah, structurally, it's a, there's I so much think, there that's good, but, like, it just, honestly, the first act didn't grip me. Yeah. I really liked it. Second act, the ending, I thought was great. The only, I only like maybe a handful of the musical numbers, and I really liked them near the end. I think that's when, that's when the movie fucking shone for me, when that final act, that mm-hmm. whole thing, I was just like, Oh, this is great! Like this, fuck, man! I really wish the beginning was like this, and it. Yeah. I don't know why it didn't grip me like that. I, uh, I like that the the beginning like was like, "Hey, welcome to this this uh, funky musical." I, I heard you don't like musicals. Stick around, you know? <laughs> Hey, Tom. <laughs> I re- oh, I forgot to mention what I really did like about the movie. I like that it was shot in L.A., and they don't hide the fact that like it's they're L.A. Sh- they're that's L.A. They talk about L.A. They yeah. use um. She works on a movie lot. Yeah. And I like that aspect of the movie. Yeah. It's unique to me. Yeah. I think, honestly, uh, yeah. This, like I said, I liked, I think it got better for me with the I mean, It's called finishing. La La Land, right? Yeah. Finishing it um, up. I right. like, and, I, and again, I think if, if you watch it and the first act doesn't grip you, I say stay, stay in it. Okay. It's well, worth, you liked it. Yeah. So overall, I did enjoy it. I really That's liked good. it. And I think it's a strong film. I just, I really wish it gripped me in an emotional level, like Tom mm-hmm. said. Okay, cool. Um, got anything else, or is that all you want to talk about? Oh, I mean, that's no, we it. better yeah. get to move along, right? Yeah, America probably America. better get to your fucking I'm not laundry talk list. About oh yeah, I just realized you you haven't gone yet. No, but I'm not gonna. Uh, I shouldn't speak of everything here. No, no, I'm I'll watching to you fucking a, a talk list. about forty-seven meters down. I'm not gonna let okay, you. Okay, we'll, fuck, we'll I hear get about this. to that. I want to hear this shit. So the first movie I want to see in theaters. Actually, no, wait. Oh God, what's what? happening? What? None. I gotta talk about a movie that was so fucking good that everybody should go see it. <coughs> okay. It's a fr- I briefly talked about it last yeah. week that I didn't finish it. Okay. But it's called Monroy and it translates to My King in uh, English and it's a French movie starring uh, Vincent Cassel. And the movie is told through the point of view of this woman who he eventually meets at a nightclub and the story is told in flashback scenes of them meeting their initial meeting their progression into what they ultimately becomes and they're very much opposite of each other he's kind of like a wealthy uh restaurant chef owner and she just works what does she do i think she's a lawyer but her life is very mundane she really only revolves herself around her uh, brother and her sister-in-law and she meets this guy and he kind of swoops her off her feet they she he initially uh invite her to live with him a couple months later they they hit it off. He's head over heels for her. She's she's intrigued by him, and he asks her to have a child. He needs to have a kid with her because that this is what he feels in his heart in the moment. But over time, we slowly start to realize this this guy is kind of a piece of shit. Like he he can't handle the pressure and the anxiety and the responsibilities that comes along with having a 
a wife that needs you in that moment, that those nine months of pregnancy. So what he does, he does the worst thing. He gets another apartment and he manipulates her by saying like, hey, it's only a block away. It's a place to where I can go when things are tense in here. And, you know, I'm just going to bring a toothbrush. I really don't need anything. But you slowly realize that he eventually moves into a new place by himself where he can have like parties with his friends, occasionally have her over, his wife over, go visit her at the old place. And meanwhile, he's doing cocaine and sleeping with other women. But my God, she is so in love with him because he's so charismatic. He, he wins her over every time and he wins the audience over every time, in my opinion, as well. And he has that classic Vincent Cassell attitude persona to him. If you guys know what that is, it's kind of this kind of confident, charming personality that he usually has in movies. And that shines through more so in this movie than anything I've seen him in. Um, eventually, the story, it it goes into the direction of like an odyssey of their relationship. I think it takes place over 10 or 12 years. Um, it moves along through their relationship with having the child them being separated, him getting uh, treatment for his addiction, for uh, drugs. Um, But it's mostly a story of the woman and how she's navigating through all these uh, pressures in her life and her pressure from her brother to divorce this guy, pressure from just being a mother and being alone, like essentially being alone. Um, I I think it's a very... uh, relatable story even though i'm not you know i'm not married i don't have a kid i'm not a woman who's dealing with a um a douchebag husband but when they are good together and they're just by themselves it's very effective like you believe them to be a real couple and it it reminds you a lot of like your parents i think i would say um growing up as a child in a home like that like when when the times are good they're great when they're bad they're just horrible I think the movie does a really good job of portraying that. And this movie has a lot of those classic French techniques where the camera's very fast moving. Dialogue is spoken in a way that it it's not even written. There's just two people speaking and people having a real conversation, which I love. This, I, I think French cinema's the king of this stuff, if you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, uh, I do. I love Monroy. I gave it a five-star it's probably one of my favorite. It came out in 2015, but I think it was released in the U.S. in 2016. And I think this movie is perfect. I'm looking at some reviews right now. It looks like uh, mostly positive. Yeah, it's getting it's gotten pretty good. Uh, pretty good um scores all across the board. It's interestingly enough, it's directed by um what's her name? I don't know if you guys ever seen the movie High Tension. Uh, the friend in that movie. Have you seen High Tension, Steve? No, I've never seen it. I think her no. name is Mae Wen. Give me the girl with the fucking chainsaw? That's the main girl. Okay, yeah. The friend. Oh, okay, okay. It's directed by her. I think her name is Mae Wen. Yeah, it is. Um, Yeah, Monroy, or My King, is amazing. Everybody should watch it. I gave it a five star. Um, My girlfriend liked it as well. Uh, But she she had to like... uh, She had to like go on her phone a couple times to, to like take her attention away from the movie. Because there's so there's so many scenes in this movie that gives you anxiety, yeah. and to be honest, this movie kind of makes you hate men in a way, like certain men, because it's relatable. You can't stand them. Fucking yeah, terrible. they're fucking horrible. So I stopped dating them. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I can understand her anxiety. I, I can understand her anxiety because there are some scenes in the movie where they're really Wait, tense. What, and you just Leo, why, why does your girlfriend get on her phone the best parts of a film? <sighs> she couldn't deal with the pressure, man. Nah, she, man. She you gotta, I, I love those overwhelming moments. Where it's, I'm like, there's there's a lot of scenes in this movie that, uh, that'll make you um, sweat a little bit because you're waiting to see what the decisions are going to be. And when they do come, it's it's pretty uh profound. But yeah, give it a five. So you want me to talk about forty seven meters down? Yeah, I assume I, you want me to talk about it. the score. That's why. Okay, I gave this movie a three. That's probably why you're mentioning it. I I, I honestly don't find any surprise in a three star. It seems okay, like I, it could I, be. I do because I, when this when I saw this trailer and I learned it like about trash. this movie, I was like, you know what? This looks terrible. I haven't seen Manny more in like since I hit puberty. What has she been up to? Uh, she's been doing this movie uh, apparently. <laughs> all those years, I don't, think, I don't think the actors matter. It's just how well they make it thrilling enough, right? And this movie was actually supposedly surprised by how intense and captivating the um, all the action scenes were in this movie. So if you guys don't know about Forty Seven Meters Down, this movie actually was made three years ago, from what I believe. I've heard uh, it's called something else, right? Deep, deep blue, deep water, something, yeah. The deep, I think, or the deep end. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, I somewhere. think they were going to call it Jaws, and then Jaws came out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like they're like, shit, we got to shelf it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this movie, it was shelved for a bit. They couldn't find a distributor. Uh, eventually, they did. It was released earlier in the year, or sometime in the spring, I believe. And it's about these two white girls who were in somewhere, I think Jamaica or something tropically, and they have they meet these two suave, creepy typical hello ladies yeah that's i don't know what is that french i think that's french i don't know i just i'm using from along came Polly. oh okay maybe it's, that, um, <laughs> maybe it's ethan hawk's uh alter ego and before sunset these guys are foreign these guys are like uh hispanic of that's something you remember what i'm talking about though in, in what before sunset when with the mustache Hawk is making jokes like oh yeah uh, nah, like french guys now i'm greek i'm definitely yeah. greek you know these guys are on that stereotypical. stereotypical so they meet these guys one night they hit it off and they're like you know what our friend has this rinky dink boat that takes you out in the middle of the ocean and puts you in a rusted cage and Don't. drops you and sharks swim around you it's gonna be amazing you guys have to do it and manny moore she has to prove something to her uh husband or whoever is her boyfriend whoever it is back home because <laughs> he left her because he's a piece of shit he says um uh i don't want to be with you anymore because you're boring or he's bored of her so, so her her way of getting back to him saying you know what i'm gonna go deep diving in a cage with right. sharks now on this boat this sounds you're, you're throwing up red flags yeah. i'm throwing this up red, fra- oh. red, uh, but red I get flags what you're saying. but the movie is the way it plays off in the yeah. first 30 minutes, I'm like, okay, this is going to be a horseshit movie. Then, when they actually get into the water and the shit hits the fan, the chain breaks, they're thrown, uh, I believe, like the first 30 feet down, whatever it is, uh, meters, whatever meters are. Uh, they go down, they're, and eventually they're, they go down further and they land on a cliff, like some kind of ridge in the water. And... The movie plays with space and darkness pretty well, I think. I don't know if you guys have ever seen The Descent, but it's very similar to that. No, I've never seen it. I want to. It's very similar to the way they shoot it, the way they revolve around the cage with the camera work. And I think the, the CGI of the sharks are really good. I was really surprised at how 
well they did the sharks in this movie there are some scenes where you would imagine it to be a real shark but clearly it's not uh, because of how you know the sharks act in the movie and they do something different towards the end that I wasn't I thought this movie was going to go in a very horror uh tropey way of ending the story but they do something that, that I was not expecting at all and it surprised me um there were some scenes where it was very uncomfortable to watch which is very very surprising um they shot this movie in a tank I believe like a giant tank but it the way it looks it looks like they actually shot it in the deep blue sea. Um, but the problem with this movie is, and and the other one that just came out too. What's that? Wasn't there one that with Blake Lively or some shit? The Shallows? The Shallows. Same shit, right? I watched The Shallows. Uh, I can just say real quick that the water looked beautiful, mm-hmm. but that movie was fucking dumb. You didn't like it? I didn't like it at well, all. Well, I mean, it's the way they, uh, I, a lot of shark enthusiasts are very mad about these films. I mean, I would be too. Cause I sharks, actually brought sharks. that up. I uh, I said, hey, do you think sharks would be offended that we portray them as just monsters all the time? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I mean, because in every one. shark movie, uh, none of the sharks ever uh, portray shark behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sharks don't do this shit, but yeah. I get it's cinema. It's know? it's hilarious, though, because my girlfriend, she's like, re- that's like her favorite animal. She's really into sharks. She studied mm-hmm. like biology. She, I think she's sleeping. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, man. you probably woke her up. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, she uh yeah she was told, sleeping she always day. laughs when she hears like trailers say like a man eating shark or a rogue shark they're not they don't actually do any of that it's not like they go out of the way to find humans they're like oh man I really want to fucking eat a person today like no they find if they're hungry and you just happen to be there like yeah but it's not like something like man eating or like hey, rogue you could say the rogue. same about rapists hey he's horny and you just uh you just happen to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess right. yeah, yeah I don't know I don't, I don't think right. that, that goes well at all we're, but yeah <laughs> we're not doing well. 47 meters uh, I, I think it's I think it's, this movie, I think it's a solid VOD movie to watch so it's yeah. not VOD trash it's not trash no I definitely don't think it's trash um, I someone think the saw filmmaker, something I think the filmmakers did a really good job in making this movie with what they had the only thing I couldn't get over Manny Moore's voice so annoying it sounds like a a dumb 15 year old girl Lost in the Woods or something like that. Wait, they had scuba masks where they could talk? Yeah, they had scuba masks yeah, where they could talk. that's another question. Do they sound... Is it going to be like... And it's just like well, no, they're, they, they have helmets on. Like scuba helmets. So, are they talking the way we're speaking right now? Well, you can hear them. Um, it just sounds like kind of like an intercom voice. How well would you be able to hear that? This way. So, well, they can they, talk to themselves? They can talk to each other because they have intercoms. Oh yeah. Oh, so the the shitty people had a rusty boat in a cage where they but they have fucking. I think <laughs> I think I think the idea was that they rented this stuff All right, and they pay like we can't a premium. Pick this movie apart anymore. I wanted to hear you, you about. Can't, how could you pick it apart? You haven't seen it. But the movie, what I'm trying to say, it was surprisingly yeah. good. I was going into was I'm going to tear this shit apart, and I was like, whoa, 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 like whoa. A shark. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it seems like it might have been okay. Yeah, um, I did. I thought the filmmakers did a pretty good job, actually. Um, three stars. Uh, solid three. I think some people will enjoy this movie. Well, yeah, like I said, it's it's not always about like how well crafted everything is. It's sometimes it's just are you fucking entertained? Yeah, yeah. There, I think most of my uh, three star review or score comes from those intense moments in the water. Yeah. And the well, way they did a really good at shooting it. Because it could have went both ways. I've seen some movies like this where they shoot it so generic and so boring that 
it makes you wonder uh there has to be another way do to the do the characters this. do anything dumb um because in a lot of there's these movies, only, there's they do really a lot of questionable things, and you're like, why are you doing that? Like, no person. I think, I think they did a good job of writing uh, scenarios where you would do things the way they did it, yeah. just to survive. Okay. But some of that is clouded by Manny Moore's voices uh-huh. throughout the movie. Um, and she's just a bad actress. Now I understand why she doesn't get cast anymore, because there's a scene in the beginning where she's having uh, drinks with uh, some of these uh, guys, and her facial expressions are so bad. Really, really bad that they should have just cut it out in total. Word. That whole scene. Uh, what else did you want? I, I feel watched, like you don't have time to talk about Did I talk about, about Brad's much. status? You didn't. I, I just want to know if you liked it. I gave it a four stars. That's what Here's I the it. thing. The movie, um, I was surprised at this movie. You you explained it pretty well. You told us that it's just that's it. The movie is just a uh, Brad, who's played by uh, Ben Stiller, and his son, who are on a trip to visit a college campus. And it turns out that his son's kind of a prodigy. He he has a really good chance of getting into pretty much any school that he wants to. And he has his eyes set on, was it Harvard? Yeah. They're at Harvard, yeah. And Brad, while he's do, while he's on his trip, he's kind of having a midlife crisis. He's questioning his status in life and his marker, where he places amongst his friends who are all successful, somewhat successful, uh, let's say financial yeah. and uh, just where they are in their life, they're a lot higher than where he is. He's just a regular middle class family man. I, I got I got a question though about real quick. Just your opinion, because uh, I think it depends on like how you take the theme. When when the girl in the bar, uh, like she kind of dismisses his merits. That's where I was getting into because the film. Throughout the first thirty minutes of this movie, I'm like, I'm like, okay, is this a movie where they're just going to completely overshadow that it's this guy's complaining about his privileged life and how great he has it compared to his millionaire friends? And they do a good job with addressing the elephant in the room uh, with someone he meets, uh, one of his son's friends at the campus, and they have okay. a conversation. I thought that was interesting, and they they don't dance around it; they just. But- let me ask you this though, real quick. The direct, do you think the director's goal was to dismiss Brad's crisis, or do you think what Brad says, where you're like, yeah, well, I don't measure myself to poor people. Like he kind of says something like that. He, yeah, he says he he com- people I, uh compare themselves to markers you, in their life. Do you do you kind of like who who do you side with there, him or the girl? Uh, a little bit of both. Because the way he explains it, he, she says that, how can you compare yourself to millionaires when you're you're a middle class man and you white have man, a yeah. white man when there's people, like, I think she brings up Nepal or something like that, starving. And he says that, well, it's just natural. Everyone does it. I, and he says that I run a nonprofit. The reason I'm comparing myself is because these are people I grew up with. And as humans, we all naturally do this. We compare ourselves to um, markers in our um, life. Yeah, and I, was, I, and I, was I very, agree. I was yeah, upset. So I agree to that extent. But I agree with her what, uh, her her argument that, of course, people have it a lot worse. And he has a lot less to be depressed about than most people. It's yeah, like that but, whole thing where your mom is just like, he's like, 
He's like, don't complain. Some people don't have this. And it's just like, of course, you know, but I but think you it's can't just, help own, it because, yeah, it's like yeah. it's human that's nature. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can't dismiss somebody as like anxiety and like depression about something because you can't belittle it, you know, Yeah, because I think, I think, he was, I think he was in the right. I mean, it, it, it is sad because like to, to get a glimpse of what could have been and then not have it like it's, you know. Yeah. I know a lot of the poor, and it's not fair, and it's Because not guess right, what? That that same person that just told him that, she's probably going to be doing that fucking years from now anyway. She's going to be sitting there like, oh, woe is me. Look at, like, something bad could happen. Yeah. And but she could be doing the same the exact thing. But the scene is just trying to her rationalize, yeah. like, kind of, like, rationalize his situation compared to, you know, what's going on in the world. Yeah. To help him in a way. So do you agree with me when I say that, like, people who kind of are under the impression that they have life all figured out won't get much from this movie? Probably, yeah. But where I understand what I what I took from that scene is that she, she she was more offended that that's all he was talking about the whole night, just his uh, quote unquote issues in life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's where I feel like she was I, in my. If I was in her shoe, I'd probably say the same thing. Like, dude, you've been talking about your fucking okay life. Yeah, this whole yeah. time. Yeah. When you put it that way, a lot of time does pass. Yeah. So yeah, um, I enjoyed Brass Status because of. I think it's a really honest portrayal of somebody who's dealing with a midlife crisis, but also like, for example, he he eventually finds out that what he believes to be of his friends are not what he initially thought. Like he yeah, learns yeah. that not their their life is just not as perfect as they he might have thought, and they also do this thing where he'll rationalize an idea, and then the next second he'll be like, you know what? No, I was right, or I I should be able to feel this way. And it's just an internal conflict that that the movie is trying to portray. That that that's all it's about, really. The movie's not really about anything. Yeah, it's yeah, about I him it. like the, fighting this battle in his I, mind. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. It was a very simple movie. Mike White directed it, and he's actually he has a small part in the movie. Uh, he plays one of the gay friends, I believe. Right. The yeah, yeah I think he was a filmmaker. Yeah. yeah, he's an actor too. He was the first an actor. He's been he's done I mean, a lot in of the stuff. Mo- his character in the movie is a filmmaker, isn't he? Something, he went yeah. on to be a filmmaker. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also watched Book of Henry. Uh, oh, I'm not going to say anything really, but that it sucked. It <laughs> was terrible. Um, the trailer made it seem like it could be okay. Um, but the movie is about nothing. Nothing happens in this movie. Uh, I'll just say that Henry dies in the first 30 minutes. Um, and then he leaves. Jesus. Oh, shit. What? Yeah. The, the trailer may look like he was there the whole movie. Yeah. Um so he dies in the first How 30 How does he minutes. die? Uh he has Spoilers? a brain like a brain tumor. Oh, so he doesn't get killed by the cop. Yeah. So the movie's about him being a prodigy. He's a genius. He runs the family. He's like the man of the family. Uh he does the taxes while his mother plays like Gears of War. And <laughs> Sounds stupid. It's pretty stupid because he eventually dies, but he, before he dies, he finds out something profound about his neighbor who's uh who's played by this young white girl. Who he's uh, he has a crush on, and the dad is Hank from Breaking Bad. Yes, right? and yeah. he finds out something, and he realized the only way to solve this issue is basically to commit a crime. And he knows that he's one too young to do it, and two he might die. So he leaves uh, recordings to his mother, uh, detailed instructions on how to carry out this plan. And where the movie loses me, where I just absolutely couldn't wrap my head around is that he's it's almost like when the tapes are being played and she's listening to it as she's going through with the plan in montage scenes is as if he's having a conversation with her like he'll say something like don't worry mom like it's okay when she'll like say something like out loud it doesn't make any fucking sense like how does he know that she's gonna say these things do these things 
it, I was just so pissed how stupid <laughs> of the writing was. <laughs> yeah. And then a... that's not even it. The movie becomes nothing. Like nothing. There's no climax. There's nothing. It's just awful. Uh, spoilers. Uh, can you tell us what happens? So, uh, wait. Do you, I mean, what if people want to watch it? I mean, it's just, oh, we're it just came spoilers. Out. Okay, so if you don't want to know what happens, skip five minutes. Five, not even five. Give, minutes. Skip a hit, minute. Hit the, hit the fifteen second skip button like yeah, like three times. Three okay. times. So yeah, so Henry dies. I think they kind of hinted in the trailer though. No, they don't. It may look like he was alive the whole time. I just watched the trailer when oh, you were talking because I was okay, just looking so, at the movies you watched. I'm like, book of Henry. But for some reason, like when I went into the movie, I already assumed that he was gonna die. So where the hell did I get that from? I don't know. Maybe you're just a fucking genius. genius. That could be. I'm a prodigy. But yeah, so he dies. So that was already a spoiler. Sorry. <laughs> and um, he leaves a tape uh, detailing a plan to kill Hank from Breaking Bad. Jesus. Because he's been molesting his stepdaughter. That's what I was. figured. So he set up this plan to where his mother has to buy a sniper rifle, go into the woods, <laughs> and snipe no scoper across the woods straight into Hank's head. No scope? No. Like, does she have any military training? Or she, she knows how to shoot a gun? She's training. She's training. She's Gears of War. She Gears of War? Right. Yeah, she's been playing Gears of War. She has that no scope level like I once did. And she's shooting bottles and cans in the woods, and now she's ready to shoot a man in the fucking head. Um, <laughs> and Henry is guiding her through this experience because, you know, he's been in the military for years now. And he's telling her that, listen, you need to breathe, take it slow, shoot. And, you know, move along. Throw the weapon in so, the river. So, is the climax just he, so he's basically, a molester and they kill Yeah. Him? So, what happens was there's a scene where she leaves. She takes her other son. Keep skipping. Oh, just wait. There's another son? Yeah. There's yeah, another, keep skipping. There's keep another skipping. son played by the white boy that was in Room. This kid's everywhere now these days. Yeah, I remember now. And he, she has to take him and the, the girl next door to a, a talent show at their school. So her alibi would be that she was at the show. So she goes to the show. As soon as it starts, she leaves. Go into the woods. Um, she does something with a walkie-talkie because they live close to the woods where Hank... I don't know his name in the movie. I'm just going to call him Hank. <laughs> he goes into woods to inspect what this noise is. He finds the walkie-talkie that's been making the noise. He's investigating it because he's a police chief. Oh, that, the, By the way, uh, that's why he's kind of untouchable. He's a police chief. And so it boils down to her like trying to take the shot like she has the perfect shot and you're like fucking take the shot and she doesn't take the shot because she realized that something happens in the house the little shack that she's in and she realized that she's getting instructions from a kid like he doesn't have any idea of like what a life is or justice real justice is so she have this pivotal moment she's like she wraps up she's like i can't do this she goes outside and he's there he's like what's going on and she basically explains, like, listen, I know you're a child molester. You've been molesting your stepdaughter for years now, and it has to stop. And if you don't, I'm going to go to the cops. I have all this evidence, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you can't touch me. So, And then the movie goes in a weird direction. Uh, ap- apparently, somebody from the school contacted the authorities. And the cops show up at his house, and he takes his own life. He shoots himself in the head. This is exhausting. And the fucking movie ends, and that's the movie. She adopts the right. daughter, well, and that's the movie. All right, well, it sucks. What uh, we we gotta get rolling on the main review. Yeah, we spent way oh, too we? long. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I had a lot of movies. How, how, how are we doing it, for time right now, Tom? Uh, Where are we at? 
We're 110. 110? Okay. Really? Yeah. I think we're going to have a short American-made review. <laughs> but don't worry, because you got all these other movies to, to hear about. But the good thing is a lot of these movies that I talked about came out this year. Yeah, they're all these are all like new, yeah. Yeah, Brad's Says came out two weeks ago. Book of Henry came it's out trash. Like three months ago. It's trash. Don't watch it. Battle of Sexes came out last week. Oh, God, you got one more. Um, Fuck. Oh, wait. Should I? I'll save it for next week. Well, I do you guys? Are, yeah, Battle of Sexes. Yeah, I guess how so. Did this it's still fairly new. How did this happen? What? That we went off for like really long. Because well, I wasn't going to talk about Henry, and then, w- then you provoked had, me. And you made <laughs> and you not, provoked me forty-seven meters. Yeah, now. you made him talking about a fucking hey, shark listen, movie. Hey, Tom had his whole he he reviewed three movies. Yeah, but I was assigned those, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I'll talk about Battle of so, the Sexes. So that's next pretty week. much all you have left is Battle of the Sexes. Yeah. All right. Well, but yeah. I feel like that's a discussion though. That's a new movie though, so maybe uh, maybe I'll see it too. I don't know. Okay. It's a movie pass rolling this week. Yeah. Um. Okay. You guys want to move on to American Made? Yeah. Let's talk uh, Tommy Cruise. Okay. Well, we got a little clip. This is the United States Drug Enforcement Agency. We are ordering you to land. All right, boys. Let's land. Is he? My name's Barry Seal. That's for the damage for your sister. Hey, little darling, and your bike. Some of this shit really happened. You never saw me. American made. So I got a plot synopsis here from IMDb. A pilot lands work for the CIA as a drug runner in the South during the 1980s. Directed by Doug Lehman. Written by Gary Spinelli. I feel like I've said Spinelli before. What else has he done? No, I would remember you saying Spinelli. Okay, so stars Tom Cruise, Dom Hall Gleason, Sarah Wright, and uh, is that it? I think that's it. Should we uh, true stories all based on a true? Yeah, story? it's a it's a biopic. It's loosely based on the real life person named Barry Seals, who's also named uh, Tom Cruise is actually named Barry Seals in the movie. Um, Steve showing us a photo of the real Barry Seals, look nothing like Tom Cruise. The fuck is this shit? Yeah, yeah look, it's not Hollywood like- for you, you know. Yep. Um. Let's, let's see. Try. What has Gary Spelling written? Curious. He's, he's done like just like who the director? The oh, I no, know the director. Oh, no, Doug Lehman. Yeah, he's done like the foreign movies, right? Yeah. Or it's the first. So, yeah, he's produced the other ones, but it's so weird because he has such like a odd career. Like yeah. he's done that, and then he does like Mr. And Mrs. Smith. Then he does Edge of Tomorrow. Then he does like another movie. Yeah. Like he okay. goes back and forth. Yeah, Gary hasn't really done much. What did you think of American Mate, Steve? Just wait, did you give a plot synopsis? Yeah. Oh. It's very uh, short. American Made starring Tom Cruise. Uh, this movie was actually very, uh, if I'm going to do Taste I.O., uh, it's very, eh, like it was very okay for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, when Why the movie is first, that? When the, yeah, the first, when the movie first Why started. There's four ratings on Taste. There's there's awful, meh, good, and, and amazing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you're in meh? Yeah, it was meh. Okay. Like, uh, I don't know. Maybe I've just been in a very salty mood lately. But uh, yeah, the oh, the opening of the movie like just it. started started off very fucking just. I, I hated it. I was just like, I didn't like the way the movie started at all. Uh, it felt like it was super like because it has to catch up with itself because it's trying to give you a lot of information within a short amount of time. So yeah. I understand why it's doing it. Mm-hmm. But I think it kind of just like really shook me. And then as the movie continued, uh. And this is where it gets weird. There's nothing inherently negative I have to say where I'm like, I hated this. It was the worst thing, but it was just very like, it just, 
didn't do anything for me. Like I felt like it's every other biopic I've pretty much seen. Uh, like I've seen like a I've seen biopics like that where it's just like it tells a story from like beginning, rise, and then the fall. Yeah. And then I mean, it has that formula, but I think I'll explain why I think it's different. Uh it has some other uh it has some like interesting camera techniques or like storytelling techniques where it's like does like the video camera. And I feel like if it would have started off like that and would have told it in a more traditional sense, I think the story could have been a little more cohesive and how the characters relate to one another and how like the narrative, like it's just, I don't know. It just seemed very odd, like the pacing for me. And, uh, I would say this much. Tom Cruise was extremely charming. I felt this is the first time in a while that I felt Tom Cruise was charming. Uh, I watched the mummy and that was horrible and he wasn't charming in that, but this movie, I, I actually found him somewhat like, like you wanted to be this guy's friend. Like yeah, I, genu- yeah. I just like, it's like, I could see myself hanging out with this dude. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but I could. Okay. Um, but overall, yeah, that's it's. It really didn't leave me with anything. I can. Uh, this is actually one movie I feel like I'm probably gonna forget at the end of the year. Right. All right. Yeah. Mm. What about you, Shomo? Um, I'm pretty far off from Steve. I actually thought this was a very fun movie. Okay. Um, I would see. So basically, it's you know I like true story stuff. You and you kind of have to like keep that in your brain as you watch it this is a true story this is a true story um because it is a very weird story but like it's you know it's based off of real stuff i did some reading i don't think it's like really that accurate but the thing i like about it most is it it turns this real life story into like a theatrical gimmick like it's just it's comical and theatrical and i don't think it's meant to be taken as serious as the actual story. Yeah. And I think it's funny, and that's why I think it's different than most biopics where they highly dramatize a person's life. I feel like this, they they took drama away from his life. They uh, It's like Wolf of Wall Street where they just, like, they amped everything up. Yeah, except now, nowhere near as, like, long and, like, epic in proportion as Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, so but... it's like, it's like that a little bit, but it's, it's shot, I think it's shot very interestingly, and, like, it, it's very, like, weird camera angles and handheld and uh i think it was cool like i I think the way they shot it was interesting and it was like they were trying something different it seems um i i i know there's like holes in a lot of shit and i know there's like things that weren't accurate and stuff but like i feel like none of that stopped me from having a good time watching the movie i think yeah it's not inherent and that's where i'm that's where i'm saying like there's nothing negative because I don't think it was a bad movie. It's just overall, like, I know I watched it. I had a good time. But I know a week or two from now. I think it gives you lots of information. And I don't think you really, like, process it. <laughs> I don't think you actually long for more, like, some biopics. But the problem is, um, like, they don't skip a lot, it doesn't seem. Yeah, but the problem is I don't think a lot of it was accurate. So yeah. that's where there's a like, lot of information in this fucking movie, man. Right. There's a lot of because this guy's life apparently if, if if it's like even if it's like somewhat like accurate like things that happen in that consecutive order like if that, it's crazy. This should be this should be a four hour uh, yeah marine type movie. Yeah, yeah, it should be fucking slow and just like no man, this movie's just fast and just like rushes through it. Mm-hmm. I, but I mean, it was. I think it, they did the best they could within the, the amount of time they had. 
to really cover. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I like the uh, like a lot of the flying scenes. Obviously, he's like a yeah. pilot, and I think, um, yeah, I don't know. Like they they don't really go into in the beginning. You find out he was smuggling like cigars and stuff, and they find out about that. But like a lot more happened in real life than that. Yeah, I read up some stuff too um, about this guy's uh, real story, and a lot of the stuff that I read doesn't correspond with some of the stuff that's in the movie. Yeah, it's, that's why I said it's very Like, they just pull things, like, out their ass, basically. Um, for... I'm a huge fan of biopics. Um, some of my favorite movies of all time are biopics. And, obviously, biopics are going to follow the line of Rise, Fall, and then The Solution. But... What movie doesn't really do that? You know, what movie doesn't do that? I think it's, it's yeah, it's. A but simple, I understand what you're saying the simple. way they set up the movie, in the sense of like, there's a character in the movie where he's kind of dissatisfied with life, and it tells a story before he who who or she was before anything existed, for a story to even begin, right? Yeah, that we're saying, and then they go from there, and the success of what this person is getting involved with, and then the ultimate, uh, conflict. That makes this person who they eventually became. Yeah. I understand that. But I compare this movie specifically to two movies that come to mind. One, Blow. And two... Dude, Blow is one movie I definitely thought of when yeah. I was thinking of this movie. Oh, I, oh, I thought of it, uh, a couple other ones too. What's that? Big Short and War Machine. Okay, it didn't come to mind. Blow... War Machine more. Really? I think of Blow because the movie takes place in the time of Blow, the whatever got that guy's name that was the portrayal of in blow uh it's very similar they both flew drugs from colombia both met exobar into america and it's very similarly told but here's where the movie lost me a bit i thought that they there was some interesting stuff where even if it wasn't even if it was false they set it up in his uh videotape confessions to be a lot more interesting than what it became they glossed over a lot of a lot of the stuff that I wanted them to explore. For example, in Beautiful Mind, there's the idea that John Nash had a relationship with the CIA and he did some great work with the CIA, and no one knows if that was real or not. Yeah. And that idea is in this movie, and they glossed over that relationship with uh, Don Hall Gleason. I I think. Yeah. They don't really have a relationship, and I understand that they're saying like, this is something in his life that that was uncertain, or he just said this just to say it. Just like what John Nash yeah. experienced in real life. But that was, uh, I think it was done to perfection in Beautiful Mind because of that relationship that he had with um, uh, what, whatever the CIA agent's name. I feel like, yeah, I feel like this movie was just a lot of, it was a series of events. Like, it was mm-hmm. just like things that happened in his life. And inherently, like, it's not, it's entertaining to watch because it's like, it plays out kind of like, I wouldn't say like an action movie, but it's yeah. just like, it is, it's thrilling. You see this, like, kind of, exciting life fucking guns mm-hmm. violence and you know what's funny it's tom cruise is funny in this and charismatic yeah. so i enjoy watching him but and i think it came out naturally for tom cruise because he is a pilot and oh is he really pilot really? yeah that's a big thing like he's a pilot really yeah, yeah you didn't know he that flies the spaceship for scientology yeah just made that up shut the fuck up no, you, oh, you i was like know? this close to believing you <laughs> most of his stories are about him flying planes and shit yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, uh, didn't you watch Top Gun? Um, uh, I watched that for the first time this year. Wow, and um, it's weird. What uh, I was going to say something, um, but yeah, that's that's where I thought my most of my issues were that they glossed over a lot of things that I wish they they explored more. A lot of the interesting stuff. So, 
What? I was going to say, like, I feel like there are a lot of flaws with this movie, but it, it has that classic first Kingsman. Uh, I, I'm not saying it's better than Kingsman, mm-hmm. but Kingsman has flaws, <laughs> right? Uh, but you, but, you're able to see past them. Yeah, it's suspension saying? of disbelief. A little bit harder when it's a true story, but the it's just well paced and well like mannered and I don't know. I this is definitely like a, I can't complain too much without nitpicking. This is actually like one of those movies. Like it's like we always talk about like a classic like movie. Like you go to the movie theater and you sit down. It's a great popcorn movie. Mm-hmm. Like if you just literally just kind of turn it off and you just watch it. It's like, I feel like it's extremely inoffensive and it's just like, it's just, it's there. I mean, it's a little bit more than that for me because it's a true story. So like intrigues me to go home and like research it. Fucking down that dark, dark Wikipedia. Yeah, like I told you that night, I was like, oh, fuck, going home now. I got to sit on Wikipedia all night. (laughs) Fucking 3 (laughs) a.m. Yeah. But uh, it it made me like consider, I'm not going to do it because I don't read, but uh, (laughs) consider reading the book about his life. What uh, I found like t- three books here. Yeah, like the big. I think the one that's more in depth, the the life and death of uh Barry Seal or something. Oh yeah, okay, mm-hmm. Smuggler's End. Yeah, but uh, what I was trying to say before is that um, this movie doesn't really have a place next to like Blow or Beautiful Mind. No, because those movies told a very well structured story of a person's life to to where. Um, a lot of the relationships that he have in the movie make sense in Blow in particular. There's some characters in American Made that they set up that ultimately became nothing. There's a scene where he meets, uh, I think, Jesse Plemons. Or he doesn't meet him. There's a scene with Jesse Plemons and his wife in the house. And his wife is concerned about Barry Seals. And they set it up to where like this guy is going to be a figure that ultimately takes him alone down. Don't you mm-hmm. didn't you get that? Because this guy he's become a really well known actor at this point of his career, and mm-hmm. he has this role in this movie, and eventually his character becomes nothing in the movie. And there's there's a lot of characters in this movie that that ends yeah, the, up that the way. The creepy uh, brother came back from Get Out. And yeah, heaven yeah. knows what. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love seeing him though. Yeah, <laughs> I can't help it. He has a weird he, figure. He has, he has no place in any movie, like or I mean any biopic, because I don't think there's anybody in the world like him. But mm-hmm. uh. This movie is like, so like it. I feel like it doesn't stand like you said. It doesn't even qualify in the same range as films like A Beautiful Mind. Uh, I think it's more like, hey, you want to see a fun little goofy play about these true events? Yeah, yeah. It jumps around. It's a a perfect popcorn movie. Like you kind of go to the theater. You just like it's like like when you watch those like quick fact videos where you like you learn interesting stuff. Mm -hmm. You don't really like you don't take a journey you just like hey and this i understand happened. but uh i would say that while watching the movie i did enjoy it i did enjoy that i like the way it was shot obviously it looks like a movie that was made in the 1980s with high contrast colors yeah and the film grain every shot shooting on film was pretty good mm-hmm. um doug lehman always tells stories in this way i think uh it's kind of like his his bag of tricks um what else did i like i like Tom Cruise is obviously effective in this role. A little, maybe a little too over optimistic in certain things that happen in his life. But who knows? Maybe this is what they're trying to portray the character as because this yeah. is who the person was. I'm not certain. I don't know too much about the guy. Um, 
there are certain decisions that uh, his character makes that makes you wonder, like, okay, why are you going this further into this aspect of criminal activities? Like, you have a wife, it's two kids at home. It's explained in the montage in the beginning. That he was bored? No, yeah, I think he... Because not just he was bored, it was that, that opening scene, like, uh, where he was like flying the plane and he kind of like let con- like he let yeah, go of the autopilot. Yeah, because he's he's bored in life. Yeah, he's just like I think I he that. likes that. He likes the mm-hmm. thrill and he I, gets some gets him off. Saying. It's little things like that in this movie that like intrigue me. Where it's like, how the fuck? Like it bothers me in a way where I want to know like w- what the real guy was like because the real guy did do a lot of shit and yeah. I, I don't think it's too far off. Probably not. I think the the small details are probably yeah theatrical, but like. I do want to know why this guy in real life did all this shit. Maybe they didn't know uh, a lot of the facts of his life because there are certain things in the movie that plays out that I was totally confused about. Like, uh, how does he get away with... He has these missions to go smuggle guns and bring them back to the U.S. and uh, or smuggle guns into the Contra um, yeah, yeah, camps. Yeah. But how does he have time to go and have develop a relationship with Escobar... And hit in that uh, cartel, and have like, this side life to where the CIA doesn't really track it, and what's clearly affecting them direct directly, where they have to shut the whole program down, and it's basically because of this one person who's their, you know, their lackey or whatever. Yeah. And I don't understand how that plays out the way it does. I mean, for he, them, he really did have a relationship with Escobar, and I think maybe I. That's what I'm trying to say. How does he? How does he? I attribute and get it away to, with. Um, it? For so long. I think people, up until 1990, it was easy to get away with everything, I think. But the thing is, though, he's flying the CIA's plane. He's on their land. Everything is for was provided through them. And all the information, everything. And they didn't know that he's going to fucking Colombia, smuggling drugs. And that's where most of his wealth well, came well, from. Well, they found out, though. They yeah, eventually they find out. out. Yes, they eventually find out. But not to the extent of where his character or I, yeah. what he's would, been doing. I would assume that there's some sort of like because he has that front mm-hmm. company. I feel like he, uh, yeah, overall is he has some sort of ghost status yeah. because of it. But I think I think this is again. I think this just attributes to but the movie. Knows? Just yeah. like it's just like just you have to turn it off. I don't. Yeah. I understand. Yeah, that's. But I, think I guess that's what, that's it is. what I. That's those are the things that I do like about some biopics that wha- how they can explain something, because yeah. it, the, it's a portrayal of somebody's real life, and you want to know the facts. That's what's intriguing to me. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, this. Uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, I guess I like, would kind of say like it's half and half. Don't think of it like a true story and then also think of it like a true story at times. But like sometimes I'm just like, eh, whatever. I'm just watching yeah. a movie. Just, I mean, no, it, it's just, it's a Hollywood movie. So it's a true story, but just always remember that you're watching a fucking movie that yeah. some producers sat around and just like, uh, hey, we, we need more explosions mm-hmm. because people just don't want to watch some guy fly a fucking plane. Actually, like, um, or some shit like that. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't. There was no explosions, was there? Well, I mean, There's just like one. Yeah, but it's it just was like, very realistic. Or like, yeah. or like the one where that where he has to like land a plane on the street and shit like that. It's just I feel like it's it's a Hollywood movie, so hey, it's like might less actually land on the street. I, I was actually curious about that because I don't know if that was I like, don't know. That's, that's what I'm saying. This shit, like the problem is you don't know what's real and what's not. So it's good to uh, see if you read books. Why don't you read this book? I'm actually thinking about buying it. I think the. The best thing about this movie is you, you brought bucks. it up earlier is the way it's shot. It's very different, and 
would say ballsy to shoot it the way they shot it. Like for example, there's some scenes in the movie where this the scene cuts away from another scene or cuts into another scene, and the camera's like somebody's just picking it up, like they just hit record, and it's like shaking to like yeah, it's almost stabilize. Yeah, it's very strange. And uh, D- Doug Lehman, he's shot movies, action movies like that before, but not like this. Yeah, this is very like half documentary, yeah. half film. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. I like that. I like the colors as well. Tom I think Cruise. it helps to keep you like interested in everything. Like that, I'm probably only like ten percent, but either way, it helped you. Like, uh-huh. like all the scenes of I don't know. I think all the scenes were. Uh, almost do, like do, Dunkirk, you, do you know man. if the, any of the that whole tape <laughs> stuff was real? I assume um, it was. I didn't do. That's enough. where they got the whole story of the CIA from. How yeah. else would they know? The whole uh, aspect of him recording the story. Oh. How cool would it be if we could just listen to those? Recordings? I would love to. See, I actually would like to see the real tapes. Yeah. If those were real, well, probably not. But I'll look into it. Yeah, <laughs> fucking find it. Um, what else did you guys want to talk about? Not too much. Oh, I was going to mention. Uh, yeah. Do you guys agree that Don Hall Gleason's character could have been played by anyone? Yeah. yeah. Because he doesn't have a role in this movie. He's just I a mean, tool. Yeah, like every like, and he doesn't really Tom Cruise act well. I yeah. think in this movie. Yeah, if you're not Tom Cruise in this movie, you really could be played by anyone. Like, yeah, like. I don't know. It's just I felt like no one else really mattered. And that's just the got thing. A fucking, uh, I was hoping name? that their character developed into a more heartfelt character. Even when he leaves in the end, it's like, oh, you're really nobody to me. Even though it's, it's been Russell. years. Should Kurt Russell do it? I don't <laughs> know. Like, yeah, when you look at Blow and you look at the cast, like, mm-hmm. like all right, Penelope Cruz, like, she's like she was so pivotal. Like, a lot right. of these characters that were introduced were so pivotal for the character because they center around this person's life yeah and that's what make the story interesting and yeah maybe and i think i think that's what i would say yeah, if you're gonna have like if pick they, if you're um, gonna gripe about something about this movie i think it's like the lack of interaction with other characters he's just like him doing his shit yeah and even, no one else is his, really uh, that important his, his, wife his other friend pilots you oh don't yeah get much from them at all yeah they were just there actually i, I read that um oh, that's another thing that's like really inaccurate after things got rolling a bit, he uh, he ended up having some guy fly most of the shit for him. Oh, so he's probably just chilling at the like desk? Like doing like planning and mm-hmm. like accounting and everything. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of details. But like, I guess I attribute Donald Gleason's character being so like, you know, you, you don't get much from that yeah. performance because I think maybe, you know, the CIA, you're not really supposed to from his point of view. But who knows? I'm not sure. I I don't know. Fuck it. This right. movie is a you lot. Seem, of, you seem like you liked it, right? I did like it. Yeah, I actually. You, yeah. All right, give us a score. I don't think there's much else to speak. Yeah, of. I don't think we have much more. We could probably uh, move on after this. Um, it's not a very deep, deep conversation about. Yeah, this movie. I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm. I'm it's a it's an end of summer movie. Yeah, like it's not going to be nominated for any blockbuster or sorry, any Oscars. It's in a weird. They put it this. Perfectly yeah. timed and this is this movie. This is exactly what this movie is. This movie you're gonna forget about it and guess what? You're gonna be at some like family dinner and they're gonna have T and T on and then guess what's gonna come on? American Made and you're like and your your mom or whoever and be like, Oh, look at this, Tom Cruise and you're like, Oh, this is a good movie. It's very yeah. <laughs> I think uh I think I disagree a little bit. I think this movie will not be as forgettable for me. Um this is for me though. Yeah. Um Maybe it's because I just saw a movie with a similar title called American Assassin, and that was like the epitome, the epitome of like there's no like <laughs> there's no like 
cutthroat flaws. It's just so forgettable, you know? This movie is actually very similar to what I watched uh, a few weeks ago, Gold. With uh, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. It's structured very similar. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. you guys want to rate it? Yeah, rate it, boy. All right. I'm going three and a half. Okay, I mean, Steve. sounds about right. I, I uh, I'm doing a, a light three. Light three? Yeah. Um, solid three for me. Wow. What? We're all in the threes. Yeah. I figured. I mean, it's highly rated. It's very, I think it's just it's a, a very middle-of-the-road movie. Yeah, There's it's nothing different safe. here, I think. I mean, I gave it a 70%. Maybe we did the right call and just start talking shit about other movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you called it, man. Yeah, you yeah. spent like zero time yeah, on American it Made. It evens yeah. out. That's true. All right. So uh, you guys want to get into what's, our... What's coming out next week? Is it the oh, yeah, big release? Our next movie? Yeah, obviously is. Blade Runner. Blade so Runner, let's, right? are we going to dick um, around with that? For the project, I think... Um, I'm very excited about it. IFC that. is doing a special screening of it this weekend that I might check out. <sighs> or not IFC, it? sorry. Angelica Film Center. Wait, Wait, there's go. a Q&A today. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. What's the special screening? I, th- I think it was a and I might be wrong. Well, it's funny because there's a $25 Q&A. I just didn't feel oh. like going today. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited about that. Speaking of creepy guy, the creepy little brother in uh in American Made, Get Out. Oh yeah. He plays literally the same character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, do you guys much. want he's in a Florida project. Do you guys want to go see it wanna see two movies this week? Let's go see Florida Project on at a I think that should be this Thursday. I don't know. Did if, you guys see I don't the know trailer? if we can decide that now because Harvey's not he doesn't have a say in either or. Well <laughs> so he's gonna pick Blade we're, of yeah, course. Yeah, we're watching Blade Runner, but I, I'm just saying, you guys want to watch? Do a double. Review? I think it's just gonna be. It comes down to we're gonna go see it regardless. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we, say ha- that we have we movie don't, passes. Though. I mean, I I saw two new releases this week. I know, but we never do it in sync. Yeah, that's true. Um, basically, Steve, it's because he waits forever to see Ghost Story. Um, so uh-huh. yeah, I'm going Blade Runner for the main review. However, Folder Project is more. I'm more looking forward to that. Did you guys see that trailer and not think like it was made for me? Uh, maybe. You say that a lot of about a lot of. Movies, I think Blade Runner is gonna be fucking epic. Can't wait, dude. I'm so I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. Uh, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm like I really don't know. It could be uh, great. I'm not really psyching myself up for it. Yeah, I'm just gonna kind of just go in. Uh, I'm gonna rewatch Blade Runner, the yeah. first one, because yeah. my girlfriend's never seen it, so I have to force her to watch that. <laughs> yeah, you know the last time I saw it was probably like right after high school. Yeah, watch it. I think I the last time I saw it was with my buddy in Raish in his apartment. It's been a long time for me. A very long time. We're looking at like almost 10 uh, years. But yes, obviously it wasn't in the discussion because uh, they've been playing the trailer for that movie for a fucking year now. Yeah, I mean, so. it's just like... I'm so excited though, just, man. The problem is, is like they got to stop because it's in every movie we see for the podcast, they play that trailer. Yeah, I'm like, I go to Tom during the movie like, hey, I'm like bumping his shoulder. Hey, hey. Like, can't I wait. I can't, <laughs> but the problem is I just hate trailers so much. Like... It's so funny. I love seeing a new trailer, even for a bad movie. But seeing the same trailer one more time, fucking, it it pains me. And then, and then the new trailer that we have to keep fucking sitting through, Steve, is that Happy Death Day. Oh man, I'm not. Like, we just keep sitting through that trailer. Oh, yeah, it's, it's such me. a long trailer. It's such a long yeah, fucking trailer. It's just like, please. I Are like, we gonna go watch that? I feel like we should watch it. Nah, we're gonna watch uh, anything else but that. Uh, Blade Runner 2049, Goss. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I have All nothing right. else going on that day. All right, and stick around for Florida Project next yeah. week too. Um, all right, you guys want to move along? You guys want to do the topic? Yeah, let's let's topic. talk. Let's top topic. All right, so Steve, explain. I think this was your pick. Oh, was it your pick or my pick? It was your pick. Oh, I, <laughs> I can't remember. Dude, my face was like this. I'm like on here. I'm like this. I'm like the fuck. 
Okay, so basically, we're going to be discussing some stuff that, or some movies that suffered because of the casting choices. doesn't have to be the lead. I would say even like some other, like maybe supporting actors, actresses. I think it's like a tone-deaf Hollywood who just sits there and they're like, you know who's hot right now? Yeah. That, that one actor because like he's maybe, in this maybe, one show. Maybe the story was good or just the concept of the film was good. But the actors that was chosen brought it down. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. So do you have anything or just in general, do you want to bring up some stuff? Uh, so this movie was bad from the get-go. I believe that this man had ruined the franchise until someone had to come in and clean his fucking mess. Uh, I'm talking about Joel Schumacher when he did Batman Returns. Okay. And he casted George Clooney in the role of fucking Batman. That's a good pick. What a fucking joke, man. This movie was such a joke. When I was a kid, all right, this is how you know a movie's bad is when you're a kid and you watch it and you're like, you're like I don't want to watch that ever again. <laughs> like I was like, I made a conscious decision as a child to be like, Mom, I, I, that... I don't know. I don't want to watch that. Like, put something better on. <laughs> like, this is a mm-hmm. fucking joke of a movie. And then rewatching it later on in life, it's been a while, but I remember there was like really bad product placement. And then also, we have another bad casting in that movie uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. Yes. Whoo! That movie just had bad casting all around. I feel like they just put a bunch of stars into a hat. <laughs> no, it really is. Like, whoever was, I feel like that's the conversation they had. Like, uh, just wait. Did I say Batman Returns or Batman Forever? It, well, you you're Returns. referring to Batman Forever, Forever but I said bat- my bad. Yeah. Batman, Re- oh, Batman Forever, or Batman Ooh. and Robin, or Batman. Know. Was it Batman and Robin? You're talking about Batman and Robin, right? Yeah, with, with that's George the one. Clooney. George Clooney. Yeah, that's the one. You, I think you jungle, jumble, Ju- jungle like jumbled all the ones, <laughs> all yeah. of them into one because they don't have like one, two, three yeah. markers. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. My bad, guys. Uh-huh. My apologies. I fucked. But yeah, because the Iceman, whatever his name Mr. is, Free- Mr. The Iceman was in um, Batman and Robin. Yeah, because and the Riddler as well, right? No, he was in Forever. Forever. Uh, yeah, and Two Face was in Forever. Uh-huh. Kiss by your own. Terrible. That's terrible song was in that. I mean, the song was good. It just was really bad. Kiss by your own. And then, oh, God, man, this whole movie just had bad casting all around. And then the worst, the most atrocious part was the costumes, mm-hmm. the nipples. You guys oh remember yeah, that? I remember that. Yeah, I've seen they, some all the bad <laughs> suits had nipples. So it was just like, why? Like, well, you why is like, like a, why is that functioning? Why is that even fucking there? It probably shoots uh, like needles or poison or something. The fuck? Uh, wow. I mean, it's <coughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. It's 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 just this movie was bad from the get go, but like the casting did not help at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. God, why? Those why? those are some good uh, mentions. Um, obviously, they're <laughs> you know some of the. <laughs> what did screenshots? This shit looks so fucking bad, man. Uh huh. Oh no! Rough All right, show me. You got some stuff. Yeah, I got a I got a couple things. Um, movie I just talked about a few weeks ago, probably. I realize now. So, watch this movie if you ever want to know what charisma can do for a film and i'm talking valerian city of a thousand planets uh-huh. oh you don't like that boy do you i think it's not even like i never had a problem with him up until valerian 
he truly like there you <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. We, we, we were cool <laughs> and then you have to be in that movie dude i don't know like you guys got to see this it, like everybody's talking about it it really is one of the worst casts casting choices i've ever seen he doesn't seem like a it's person a, i would see as a lead it's like action role he has like you, you're supposed to have this like strong lead character where he like makes his way th- through hurdles on outer space and you know it's a sci-fi epic and like it i think the story is not even bad i think i guess movie three stars because it was like so close to being a really fun and like interesting movie. like kingsman yeah, like it was like up there, but like the problem is, like just strip it of any charisma, and you're fucked. I like, feel you like need Daniel Day Hahn has a terrible voice too. Like his, his like, like talks he, like hey, he this talks like, like this. this, and it's just uh, like he Lord, he's like a mixture of like Leo DiCaprio, a young Leo, and a uh, Keanu Reeves. But yeah, he uh, his character brings like nothing to the film, and and he guess what the the movie's named after his character, um, and it, it and then like there's a point where you stray away from the girl Cara Delevingne, which is a much better character in the movie. You stray away from her for a long time, and you're just with him, and it's like what the fuck? Like all the things around him are interesting. The the CGI is interesting. The, the little monsters and aliens are great. But, like, he's always in the middle of the frame, and it's just fucking terrible. And I don't know. Like, Ethan Hawke's in this movie, and he's great. Rihanna's great. <laughs> like, what the fuck? How can and, she, be- and her career didn't start off too hot, because I remember she was in, like, other movies that were pretty bad. Yeah, like I really Battleship. I actually like Rihanna a lot in this. Yeah. Uh, I'm bad girl Riri tore it up in this film. But she's not a big part of the film. Um, as much as, uh, fucking Valerian, Mr. Valerian, he's fucking awful, dude. Daniel Day. Uh... He, he's one of the worst performances I've seen all year, and it's a three-star movie for me. That's I've been hearing crazy. this a lot lately that people don't like him. I, I mean, I liked him in Place Beyond the Ponds, but, uh, another thing I, I want to talk about this f- hilarious, uh, casting. This is a bad movie. It's also bad casting in the sense of like same as like Batman was. What the fuck is Nicolas Cage doing playing Ghost Rider? <laughs> what Nicolas Cage should never be anything supernatural. The thing about Nicolas, it, this was during There's, his period when when he was just doing any fucking movie. I know. And then, this is like a big budget Marvel movie, so you would think they would get like a, a hot shot, like someone like. Who is the hottest Nicolas thing in Hollywood? Cage is and your not, fucking thought is Nicolas Cage? Nicolas Cage is not a superhero. Could they not afford hey, anyone else? He almost played Superman. Oh, yeah. 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 That sounds awful. awful. Could you imagine you that? You ever seen that? The, the photo? photo? With him with the long hair? Dude, it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. Show me. You Fuck, ever seen this? man. No. This is great. Right. You guys both don't need to Google it. Oh, no. I want to Google it. <laughs> you want to see it for yourself? Yeah, me too. It's so, oh. I can't believe you've never seen this. Is no, this I it? don't. Is this the yeah, one? that's the one. Bro. We Dude. Got, oh, my <laughs> God. He, he looks like the guy from The Room. <laughs> Tommy Wiseau? Oh, yeah. my God, dude. See, Nicolas Cage is everything but that. And, like, I remember seeing this in the theater, and I should have liked that at that age. <laughs> Dude. Dude, this is really bad. Why would someone do this? You guys get what I'm saying, though? Like, Yeah, yeah. no, what, what is he doing playing that? I'm not sure. I mean, Ghost Rider oh, had the the. It's uh, a straight up. It's just fucking 
people just don't know like, I feel like what they're doing. But sometimes. it's weird though, like the casting. For instance, George Clooney. I feel like he was a hot commodity at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's not good in that movie, but. I feel like people will see it because of him. Who the fuck goes Nicolas Cage playing a fucking superhero? Like, it. nobody wanted him to do that. Keep Nicolas Cage where he belongs. Nicolas Cage will do anything they ask of him in movies these days. But that's the thing. It's a Marvel yeah, movie. But don't they you want it to someone sell? Like, like a young, hot yeah. item to be like, who can we Nicolas put Cage here? Nicolas Cage in a movie that just came out. He's in a lot of movies that come yeah, out, but man. Like you don't, they like he's, a in lot. Three, he's in three like, movies a year. For instance, he's one of the the biggest actors in Hollywood. And how many people do you think know that he's in a movie called Vengeance, a love story that just came out like last week? <laughs> see, that's insane. What happened? <laughs> he was in a movie with um, Elijah Wood recently as well, too. I'm glad that. So he's I'm a workaholic. G- God damn it! I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm just gonna fill some people in with backstory. Originally, for the topic, we were going to do Best Nick Cage film. I love the yeah. way he still got incorporated into this yeah. topic. <laughs> this would have not been there. <laughs> we were yeah. sitting there like, oh. Coincidentally, one of the worst. Yeah. yeah, one of the worst. Shit was trash. You got anything else you want to mention? Uh, it's just like, how can a character... No, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal in Prince of Persia. I didn't see I was that. Like, I didn't see it, but it just looked really dumb. Oh, yeah, I've seen, I saw it in theaters. I mean, are you trying to tell me he's Persian? Like at all? Whitewash. Uh, gods okay, of my, Egypt. My uh, my pick or my I have a couple of picks, but my, one of mine lines up with what your some whatever Does, list you're on. Was it gods? Of, no, it was uh, Exodus, and they picked like two white guys to play like oh, two yeah. Egyptian. It was uh, Joel oh. Egerton. Yeah, I'm like, this is like weird. The, and Christian Bale. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm like, why? Like, this mm-hmm. is like this is I haven't seen this movie, so I'm not gonna talk about the merits of the film, but right. like casting wise, I'm looking. I was like, why would you choose? Because we are superior race. Like, yeah. why? <laughs> um. So, one movie that I saw. I don't know if you guys have seen this movie, but I think it was when we came back from Japan. It was one of the first movies I went to go see by myself, and uh, I'm talking about Lone Ranger. And Army Hammer. Army Hammer. I'm not Didn't see completely that. sold on Army Hammer being a Hollywood hunk or just a good actor in general. I like his voice. He but cool. I wasn't referring. I was referring to Johnny Depp as Tonto. Who? Um, uh, I think it's borderline racist almost. Him playing Tonto. One. Uh, he does his act. His accent of Tonto horrendous in the movie, and the way he they made him look in the movie is just awful. Did you guys see The Lone Ranger? No. Uh, I started watching it when I was in Arkansas, like start watching parts. And I'm like, I want to watch this movie because I hear a lot about it. Mm-hmm. But I just heard nothing but bad things. Okay. I heard it's like really, really just like uh-huh. really just not a very good film. And also, I, I feel like we should mention uh, Star Wars. Uh, oh, I was and, going uh, to. Oh, you're Crit- talking Luke's about Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, get the fuck Obviously, out of we're going with Anakin. <laughs> we're nah, going nah. with Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen sure. is still not a good actor. He never has <laughs> been a good actor. No. He's never done anything that that was so even remotely close to being okay. He, ha- he, has to must, he must have done one thing, right? I don't think he's done a movie I've ever liked in his entire career. Ever. He, c- not one thing? No. One of his staple roles is Jumper. And that movie was That was awful. bad. That yeah. movie was horrible. Um, yeah. Hayden Christensen, uh, that, maybe that movie could have been a little bit better with a better actor. I'm not sure. Um, what else is there? He was in... Wow. Nope. Nothing Nothing good. Yeah. <laughs> wow. He's, he's an attractive white guy, but that's pretty much it. He's not a good actor. Can't turn a hoe into a housewife. Yeah. And that's what he is. 
Anything else you guys want to mention? No, I uh, think we're we're. What else? Hit, uh, I had something we're, else. We're edging our limit here. Uh, what about <laughs> Dude, this is the what best about photo. what about very strange? Is that him in some role? Dude, that looks weird. Yeah. <laughs> what about strange roles? Like, um, what was I going to talk about? Uh, King Kong, um, Jack Black playing the lead. I didn't mind that. You didn't mind it? Yeah, I didn't bother. It's strange me. in the sense that, like, it's strange, but it's not bad. I don't yeah, know. maybe. I think I think it worked. I I have a soft spot for that movie. I uh, like Jack Black. It's a little so it's a little sure. long in the tooth, but no, I liked I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wasn't like the war. He wasn't like. If but I it was, was strange negative, though. It was strange. It was. Yeah. It is a weird pick. It's uh, it's like uh when they wanted to cast what's his name. Uh. Somebody as a superhero was it Seth Rogen as somebody as a superhero? Yeah, he was Green Hornet. That's a weird casting yeah, choice as well. That, that's a weird one too. I just picture his laugh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. That was really good. That was a grunt. I was like, uh, that's the only thing I keep yeah. picturing. Like, why have you the ever heard of him on like Howard Stern or anything? He's no. like laughing about pot jokes. Yeah. Like, it's hilarious, dude. I don't know. That's a questionable choice. What about good casting? Like. You were like, he's like, damn, dude, that's perfect. Yeah, anything million of them. Leo in it? <laughs> that's I think that's biased. Yeah. <laughs> it is biased. Anything Daniel Day Lewis? That, that's a whole topic yeah. in itself. I don't think we should get into that. Yeah. How, I don't know. how about our boy Tom Cruise? Um, oh, I got a good one, Shomo. What's that? Um. Uh. uh what's his name in Oakja? Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. That was I, an odd that one. Was a, it was a weird character and a weird cast in the. Yeah, movie. I don't know if it's like 100 percent incorrect, but it just throws you off so much that it's hard for you to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he starts off fine. Place. He starts off fine, then he goes on. He's a normal guy. It just seen Jake Gyllenhaal play somebody like that was weird for me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's probably all I have to say. Well, what do you guys think, listening? Yeah, let us know. Yeah, and also. Uh, yeah, let's play this damn game. Yeah, we're we gonna game. Wait, we're still wanna, doing this. I want to sign somebody a movie because we're gonna win. Listen, uh, I'm looking for some. Chi- you think Chinese is a good knife? Wait, where's the dice? A good knife for Chinese, right? Oh, you got it. Yeah. All right, so here's the game. We roll the dice. It's twelve sided dice. Uh, higher of the highest, roller of the highest High, number, highest <laughs> of the highest, the hi- most stonedest player, or whoever rolls the highest number gets to assign a movie. Whoever rolls the lowest. All right, I'm going first because I lost. This is where week. Harvey says he's gonna change the game next week. Yeah, in, in, insert. This is where Harvey Q. also rolls a one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. You ready? Fuck. Oh fuck. What is uh, that? I can't see. It's a it's a twelve. So, oh really? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, I mean. All right, so you what? won. Uh, I got why do you sound Why do you sound so sad? Yeah, you're because like, oh, because no. if Sean oh, wins. Oh no, Sean, Sean, you need to lose. Oh yeah. Ooh, I want Steve to. Seven. Seven. Steve, you're going down. Ah, we're going down. Actually, this is a tough one. I got lots of stuff to give Steve. Not enough to give Sean. Ew. <sighs> I got a seven. Sean got a 12. Steve just kissed the dice, and he has a two. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you get a two? Damn, Harvey, you Looks need to come back. Like right, I'm going to do a celebrity roll for Harvey, what it could have yeah, been. Yeah, yeah, celebrity a possible roll. roll. Right. Dude, we should do that. If it's a one, he, he loses. Yeah, he loses. <laughs> Make him watch a movie. Like, Only if it's just a one. out of curiosity. If oh. it's a one, Harvey has to watch the next Let's see if we'll Harvey's text him. luck. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. A three. A three. Oh, oh okay. wow, that was close. Yeah. I guess Harvey's bad luck just follows him. <laughs> right. How pissed uh, if we told him about He'd be pissed. Moment. He wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> he would have. <laughs> All right. 
Okay. Fuck. Steve, I got to assign you a movie. I have been... I've been persuaded. Not, so dramatic. I've been persuaded. <laughs> there are a ton of like recent films, and a lot of them we've talked about on this show. Um, I feel like I want to give you, and in my heart, that's what I want to give you, is like a movie that it, we need to know what Steve feels about it, but to avoid it taking up a lot of time on our podcast, you know, being, you know, talked about already i'm not going to give you one but if you are listening this far and you think that's okay and you think it's like totally cool to like you know weeks later get another god you're the worst I'm being serious. you're the worst because i don't collude don't bring them into this i honestly <laughs> i disagree with you guys on that like i actually if sean was to give me like a movie that he really liked four weeks ago i think i would totally i think it'd be cool to you know, I want you to see like a ghost story. I always allude to that on here. Um, but I'm I, I, gonna, wa- I want to watch ghost stories. Just Oak Show? You gonna give him Oak Show or Moonlight or I, I won't Victoria? give Oak either because I mean we and Moonlight we talked about. I mean, uh, I think it's okay for him to talk about it, but I don't know. My problem is Steve never will see these movies and it upsets me. So I just do Eventually. it at this point out of spite. Yeah, that's what annoys me. I know you're never going to watch Moonlight. I know you're never going to watch it's, a ghost story. I know you're never going to watch fucking Oja. Oh, American Honey. Yeah, you're never going to watch American Honey, even though I'm not allowed to ever have anybody review that ever again. <laughs> but you know what? I'll pull a movie that I randomly really liked in the last few years that really touched me, moved me. I'm I'm waiting. And that is Fruitvale Station. I was thinking it was going to be something else. And uh, basically, it's you know about the guy who got shot in San Francisco, on the Bart line, right? The Bart, yeah. Uh, I like uh, the director and I like the lead actor because they've done Michael, another movie. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, and, I, re- uh, I really like both yep. of them. Both actors, and they're well. also doing Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. So it's exciting. Mm-hmm. I'll watch it. They're like bros. You know, they work together. Mike, I like movies. Michael B. Jordan. I like his charisma in movies, but he mm-hmm. also he he'll do some like very questionable um, things. Questionable things, like when he did um, Fantastic Four. Well, yeah, that, I didn't think about that, but I was thinking of uh, <laughs> th- that awkward moment. Yeah, that's a, that's a random yeah. one. And he could do a lot more than that. He could do more stuff like um. Yeah, when he's Station. when he's when he's put into roles that he needs to be in, like yeah. where he needs to be like a very gripping, charismatic person, mm-hmm. he can do it. He's good. No, yeah. I think he's a phenomenal. He's actor. one of my favorite actors right yeah, now. And, uh, yeah, and so. we have the same body type, so that's why. So I Steve, yeah. let me know. Let me know how this film impacts you. Let me know. I think it's on Netflix. I think oh, so as yeah. well because I remember you know it's funny I was passing it this week because I've been trying to find uh, so I haven't been as crazily like busy as of late I've been able to come home at a reasonable time and watch movies so yeah. I, I've passed this movie this week well, you better I, get I, on it, I remember boy. not I remember feeling the most frustrated I felt watching the movie you punched a wall and shit like, I don't know why I felt like I should have been there <laughs> to do you stop <laughs> I don't know yeah, All I the mean, good guys. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's an interesting movie though. It's not. It's kind of done. It seems heavy. It's no. It's done actually quite a bit smarter than that, and it's very. You'll see. All right. All yeah, right. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Fruitvale Station, 2013. Oh, 2013. That's about it for me, guys. What about you? I think I'm done. I'm ready to eat what some. Do you guys, are you ordering Chinese? I already ordered Chinese. Mm. That should happen. I might already. go home and make some corkscrew uh, pasta. Pasta. Okay. Kind of hungry. Well, uh, what are you gonna do, Tom? What are you eating for tonight? Uh, I'm gonna go deliver cereal. some food. Oh, that's, cereal. That's terrible. Yeah. 
Trying to save money, man. And do you have to eat cereal? That's just what I have. No, well, I guess so. Me and me and my You're on a hundred dollar a week diet. I saw you guys bringing that up in the group. That's, chat. It's, That's it's not possible. Lot. I'm no, I'm at one. A hundred dollars? Wait, to budget yourself a hundred dollars. A hundred dollars. You're talking set Monday to Sunday, right? Yeah. Train food. It's not you can and do just it. like going out. You don't go out at all. Yeah, I don't go out that much. I don't. If I don't. If I'm doing, if I'm doing, if I'm doing that hundred dollar, I need, I need receipts thing, and like bags. I think I spent a hundred dollars <laughs> just the last two days. Yeah, it's because yeah, it's, so it's because I, you I, don't you didn't put that limit. But if you put that restriction on yourself, and you know that just means the last three days I can't eat. <laughs> So you would say, okay, thirty dollars. That's already God for the train. Yeah. Thirty-two, thirty-two. Every I've done it. I've 70, done it. It could sixty-nine dollars. It is of possible. It's, it's not possible, fun. But week to week, it's just not sustainable. I'm not saying I do this week to week. I'm just saying if I want to save money in a pinch, I just put myself on a very restrictive budget. It's just not sustainable. And that's I say one fifty maybe. One fifty. That's what I told him. I told him one fifty is the most realistic you I'm can do. I'm gonna see how far I can and get on one fifty. And it's just so a far, guideline. You guys want to know what I've spent so far? What? How much? Uh, like, are you gonna 40. do? You should take out exactly one fifteen cash. I tried that it's and just, just try it. No, because some things are anxiety. Just like, no, Fuck I have and like see where you end up with in cash as the days goes. I have on a better way to do track it, it. Where I don't have to do that, or I could use my card still. I just oh. every purchase I put in this little app. It, oh, okay. You get you get set a budget and then like an expense and let's it let's talk let's talk money after the after the show. So yeah, I can we'll talk. About this yeah, app. let's talk about money. Uh, basically. Uh, <laughs> Let's uh let's let's close the oh, show really quick. Um, if you guys are listening, I know the new thing going around right now is that new Facebook TV show. It's called Strangers. Are you guys aware of this? No, like no. Facebook. Uh, they made a TV show. What? Yeah, Disgusting. You guys didn't know this? Fucking no idea. Yeah, they made a movie, a TV show called Strangers, and uh, I watched the first two episodes. I'm not sure if they released all the episodes, but I watched is the it first. Bad? Um, I'm not on board. I don't like the ma- the lead. Uh, I feel like this show, uh, incorporates. Every Facebook conversation topic and user, um, I think you really have to watch the show to understand what I'm saying. And I think what I'm saying is pretty spot on. Is it an hour long or is it just like no? There's 17 like 20 minute shows. Perfect. Okay, I'll watch one episode. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I remember thinking like, damn, this show's really fucking bad. Like yeah. it's so unoriginal and it's so spot on to like conversations and ideas that it's. Yeah, gross. I don't know, I don't know what this is. You know, I don't know if you guys hear this. Yeah, there's some crazy. Yeah, there's some craziness happening. I don't know. Just I think it's about time we end. Yeah, let's get the hell out of here. Yeah, it's, it's late dark. night. Yeah, Facebook. Yeah, this is the longest Instagram. episode we've done. Yeah, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and also head over to dotherightfilm.com. We got a website. Yeah, post, comment, repeat. All right, guys. Yeah, uh, check week. out 47 meters let, um, down. Let me know what you think. <laughs> and Th- check that's out the film you. you <laughs> hey, I need no, se- no, no. Seriously, I want to hear other people's thoughts on this movie. Hey, the, this movie got a uh, 58. D- 58. I think I. I thought this movie I, was that's surprising. Yeah, I thought yeah. that's surprising. So. Mm-hmm. But uh, all right, that's. I know exactly what to give. Uh, now I know exactly what I'm gonna watch this week. I'm gonna watch Fruitvale. I'm gonna watch 47 meters down. Hey, if you're a fan of that genre of movies where you're like claustrophobic, all the, the descent, shit you can. Have you, have you? I mean, have you seen um the movie's pretty short? Have you seen um yeah, Open Water? No, I heard that's pretty scary. It's not scary. It's the idea that being left out there in open water, it's frightening, and that's what this movie it's similar in, in that tone. But uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I think it's time to end. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, guys. It was nice talking to you. Uh, see you yeah. next time. Toodaloo. We, we need, need a catchphrase. Catch